I'm moonwalking to these millions. This Bentley Coupe ain't got no ceilings, baby. Do you bad? I'm a thriller. And I ain't got no feelings for you. I've been dealing with my own issues, but I still. I, I got love for the game. Bring it, bring, bring it, bring it back to the golden age. Where the fresh beats knocked down. What, 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 what happened to real hip hop? Love for the game. I had a show last week and I was killing myself. I was sweating like a bitch. Yeah. Do you uh do you make your own music videos? Like edit those yourself? Uh, my my boy Josh shoots them for me. Uh huh. And I edit all of them. Cause the editing's on point. Thanks, bro. I you appreciate know? it. I I try not to like tell people I edit my own videos. Mm. I rather them be like, "Yo, whoever edits your videos is dope," and I'd be like, "It's me." Yeah. Do you do you like? Uh, oh, we're recording, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Better. Do you like when um, you know, you have you tell someone that you edit your own videos? Uh, I guess the reason why I ask that is because sometimes. I almost think it sounds better if you're like, yeah, I had a video editor edit it for me, <laughs> you know? Uh, so when I first started, I wanted people to know because I was like, it was pride and shit. Mm. But now it's like, as I get older, I'm like, you telling me that it was dope is, is enough for me. Mm. I, don't, I used to like hate when people would have edited by in the video. I'm like, nah, I just put film by Josh Lerma and then I just leave it like that. But nice. Yeah. I, uh, I have a documentary that uh, I made, um, and it doesn't look like I was the one who edited that shit because I put my heart and soul into yeah. like every edit, every second of that 52 minute documentary. And, and you're right, people don't under like I've been asked many times, uh, you know, who edits, who edited that documentary as far as like I did it. And Caleb Maddox, uh, do you know who that is, by the way? Caleb uh -uh. Maddox, uh -uh. he's uh, he actually lives in Scottsdale now, but he's like uh, pretty famous for getting going viral as like a 14, 15 year old kid. Uh -uh. Uh, who's like a success entrepreneur, motivational type of speaker guy. Okay. And he became a millionaire by the time he was 17. He's like 19 now, I think. Sheesh. Uh, yeah, and he lives in Scottsdale. So anyways, he was on the podcast recently. Um, but before before he even moved here, he's like, hey man, who edited your documentary? It's dope. Huh. I was like, it was me. And he goes- Twas me, Yeah, <laughs> it was me. He goes, damn it. I, f I figured I could uh, steal your editor from you. Oh, I was like, yeah, like, yeah, I got you, bro. Yeah, you can't reproduce me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, facts. I had a video I did called Kool Aid. Uh, Jay was actually he helped in that video. Okay, and his son Zion. Shout out to Zion. His birthday was uh, yesterday. Is uh, Zion a rapper too? Zion's Jay's little son. Okay, he's like eight. Does he rap? No, nah, he just he plays video games. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but I like, think that's what Jay said too. Yeah. He's a gamer. He's a super fight. Jay got him a, a Nintendo Switch yesterday. He wanted that so bad. Oh but wow! He's a gamer, and uh, we we had him in the video. He was super nervous, but I shot that. Well, we shot that video, and I edited it, and my computer crashed, mm. and I was like, <sighs> like I was up probably. I probably edited it for 24 hours, like in totality, and it crashed. And I was like, I called my mom. I was so pissed. And she mm. was like. That's the worst. She was like, feel your feelings and get back on it. Because I, I have a problem giving out release dates before shit's done. Mm. And I had put out July 4th. This is coming out. And it crashed on July 2nd. So I had like less than two days to uh, edit it. So I stood up 24 hours straight, edited the video. But the second edit was actually better than the first edit, and I put it out. I was, I think, I went to bed like six in the morning, and like so many people love that video, and I like, I was like, <sighs> yeah. If you knew, I edited this bitch twice. Bro. Do you feel like uh, the second edit was was it the same as the first one, or was it, it just as good or better? It, it initially started out uh, the same, yeah. and then I 
let my creativity hit. Sometimes you like tell yourself how you're gonna do shit, mm. and then you you like like stifle the creativity because you're like, I'm doing it this way. Yeah. And like like if I listen to a beat, I'll tell myself what the title of the song is gonna be, what I'm gonna talk about, and I'm only gonna talk about that. It already cancels out what I could make the song about because I've already told myself it's gonna be about this. Yeah. And it's the same thing with like editing the video. The second time it's like, all right, let, let me see. Let me oh, put that there. I'm gonna chop this up. Oh, this looks better. And then I just start going crazy. So, yeah. yeah, it came out better. 100%. Yeah. I'm the same way when I edit. Uh, and I, I noticed the difference. Kind of, It's interesting because even when you tell yourself you're going to do it some way, you feel like, like you said, it's it lacks the creative mm -hmm. touch sometimes. Mm -hmm. I've noticed the exact same thing. No shade on anybody, right? But when I, anytime, it doesn't matter who it is, if I have someone else edit the video and I tell them to do it a certain way, they will verbatim try to do it how I told them to do it. Yeah. And it lacks something, you know? What I've learned... It's two things. It's it's being broke and being meticulous. Like when you edit your own video, Go you can get that microphone. When you edit closer. your own video, yeah, bro, yeah. you can like you don't have to pay as much because part of doing the video is shooting the video and editing. Low key editing is probably more than shooting it. Mm. it takes more time. Hundred percent. So like uh, when I link up with videographers, I let them know like, hey, I edit my own videos. This is cool. And most of them are like, let me see what you've done, which is understandable. So I'm like, all right, let me show you real quick. And then I show them stuff that I've done. They're like, oh, yeah, you kind of cool. All right, bet. Because it's already taken the the stress of editing that video off they, off they plate. But for me, it's like if you have less money, you can do less work. Or my bad. If you have less money to give the videographer, then he's going to want to do less work. So if mm. you can say, hey, bro, if you shoot the video, I'll edit it. Now he's like, well, shit, that's half the work. Bet. I'll do it for 200. It's like, whew. Just save myself three hundred dollars. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. You know what's funny about like you said, paying more or paying less. Mm -hmm. I, I was kind of going on this. I didn't get finished the loop, but right when we started and started recording, I was saying, Chris, uh, before when he first started working for me back in February, um, he was just a young guy full of hunger, ambition. Shout had out to Chris. The, shout out to Chris, bro, right here. He uh, he had the the right mentality, and I was like, I I will train this guy. On whatever he needs to be trained Bro, up you on. Can't, you can't, um, like, fostering a relationship uh, with somebody is one thing, but you can't, like, teach ambition. Mm. You can't teach willingness. Like, whenever I met jo Josh, he hit me up, like, through YouTube, I think. He's like, Bro, I really want to do a video with you. And I'm like, I don't know. Because I had just moved here from Missouri. And I was like, I got my guy. I'm just going to fly him out here. Like, my boy Tony, shout out to Tony. He did all my videos back home. And I was like, I'm just going to fly him out because I didn't know nobody, anyways. And he was like, Bro, let's, let's work. And I, I think I dubbed him for like seven months. And then we finally did a video what do you together. you mean dub? Like, we were talking about earlier when people say, hey, I'm going to hit you back. Yeah. And they don't hit you back. Mm. Dub is just like, my bad. Dub is just like, basically, fuck you. Mm. Like, eh, I don't know. I don't yeah. Now I'm good. I'm a dub. <laughs> Swerve. <laughs> yeah, like, if you text a female and you're like, yeah. hey, we should go on a date. And they're like, oh, yeah, sounds good. I think I got to wash my hair on Saturday. She just dubbed you, bro. Yeah. Dubbed. I just got a great idea for an ad, Chris, bro. <laughs> I, I, we're going to get a girl who's potentially swiping on, uh, you know, like potentially swiping. Mm -hmm. And she's going to go swerve, swerve. <laughs> that's the pattern interrupts. Yeah, that's facts. Yeah. She meant dub, dub. bro. <laughs> yeah. But he hit me up. And then, like, when I first worked with him, bro, he's so hungry. And he was, like, so, like, oh, yeah, what do you want to do? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. And I love videographers that aren't, like, pretentious. Like, super, I'm going to do it this way 
respect me because I've done da 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 da. Like I could tell you all day that I have three albums out and X amount of singles and X amount of videos yeah. and X By amount the of way, streams. Fire. Thanks, bro. Yeah. But I can give you all those credentials, but it don't matter because that's in the past. Like, what can you do now? Like, what'd you just what'd you just do today? I can tell you all that shit that I did, and it's like cool, bro. Yeah. But what about right now? Oh, right now I work at Kohl's and uh, I don't I haven't put out an album in three years. Oh sh- yeah. yeah. Are you a rapper, bro? So it's like you you can't tell people what you've done. You just gotta do what you can do right now. Like with, with videographers, when you work with somebody who's like super adamant about like pleasing you, like what what do you want? Instead of like, I think we should do this. It's like, bro, I'm a creative and like I'm not somebody who sits around twiddling his fingers waiting for somebody to like, I don't have no manager. I don't have no executive producer behind my shit. Everything I do in the studio, that's me. From the beat drop to the to the to the elastic band you, on the you create the beats? No, like okay. whenever when, like when you're in the studio, mm. certain artists they don't write their stuff or certain artists don't know, like they don't have the sound. They don't have the the sonically uh proof ears to be like, oh, that needs that. So they have executive producers in the studio or their manager or somebody in the studio saying, do that, do that, do that. Mm. But like with me and like Jay and other artists, like, bro, we we're that. Like when I'm in the studio and Jeff's mixing my shit. Most of the time, Jeff knows what I want, but like, bro, put that there. Hey, chop that beat right there. Oh, let me go back and do that. Oh, I need auto tune right there. Hey, throw some reverb on that. Oh, I need some delay right there. Like, we do that. So it's like, I'm that type of person with my music, and I'm that type of person with my videos. So, bro, you're not finna tell me, uh, I think it needs this. What if you do this, bro? Yeah. I think if you got... No, bro. Like, <laughs> Stay in your lane. <laughs> yeah, facts, bro. I'm, I edit all my shit. Like, I know what I want it to look like. Let me do my thing. Like you do your thing, but we can connect. Don't just tell me how you want it, cause it's my video. Like, yeah, it's that's the thing with a lot of people. They don't. They want to tell you how they think it should be, but it's like if it's my shit, I'm the first person that has a say so in what I do. You're yeah. the second person. Have you ever had a videographer where they were kind of shady about giving you the footage that they shot? Bro, bro, what, what is that? What's up with that? So, back in Missouri. Uh, I worked with a company that I'm not going to name. And I, I was like, I, I, <sighs> I was hesitant to put out videos because I didn't have quality videos. And I've, I'm always like super OCD with like quality uh, presentation and like uh, professionalism. And I was like, I'm not going to put out no content unless it's like professional. So I didn't have any videographers for a while. And I was big on like 1080. This is before like 4K was a thing, 8K and shit. I just wanted that 1080 because everybody was shooting like 720 and stuff. So I was like, I linked up with this this dude and his friend and their company. And uh, this is when I was trying to do my own stuff, like editing by myself. And I only had a couple of videos out. And um, so we linked, we did like a couple show videos and an actual music video. And it seemed like a good relationship. So they're like, yo, we want to do um, a like a biography type thing for you and your life and shit. Because I've been through some shit. And I was like, cool, let's do it. So we started working on that. We was probably like in it for like a month. Nothing like super serious, but we, they would just follow me around, do shit. And uh, they would give me the footage when I wanted it. And I would tell them verb- like very, very clearly, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm going to edit this and put it on my YouTube channel. Like, because yeah. I was doing these things called the Road to Forevers. Mm-hmm. And so my, my album after this one I'm about to put out is called Forever True. And it's like the one I've been like cultivating, right? So... I'm going to put out an album before that called Virgo Hours. That's just going to be the one that's just like concise. Are you a Virgo? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, September <laughs> September 9th. <laughs> nice. I was born 9-9-89. Nine, nine, so you're class of 08. 
07. I was supposed to be class of 08. I graduated at 17. Okay. Yeah, I graduated early and shit. Um, but anyway. You were supposed to be in my grade. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, facts. So uh, I was like, at the time, I was going to do an album called Sincerely Forever. And I was like, let's just, I want to do these things called The Road of Forever. So I was watching Wiz's documentaries and stuff. And I was like, I want to do something like that. I don't smoke hella weed like him, but, well, not anymore. <laughs> but I was like, all right, bet. Let's do this. So I did the, the first one, and I linked up with them. With the first one, they had a lot of footage on that one. And I chopped it up, put it all online and everything. And instead of telling me it looks good or a good job, they like, he immediately texted me. He was like, why did you use our footage? This was what? supposed to be for the movie. Da, 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 da. I was like, bro, I didn't use all the footage. I used the footage you gave me. If you, but you gave it to me. Like, yeah. and I told you what I was going to do with it. So what do you, he, well, we want you to take it down. I was like, <laughs> no. fuck you. <laughs> bro, you know, what? I was like, do you know how much time went to editing that? It's nine minutes long, bro. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm not taking nothing down. You gave me the footage. It's one thing if you said, don't use this footage, I would have respected that. But I told you, I'm about to edit this up, put it on YouTube. You yeah. gave it to me. You gave me the thumb drive. Like, I'm going to use that. So we had that difference of opinion. And then it just festered into, like, petty shit. Like, I would post a video, and they would be like, oh, you're not going to give us credit now? And it'd be, like, just petty shit, bro. And I was like, you know what? I'm good. I'm going to let y'all go. They, and then they wouldn't give me the rest of the footage that they shot. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to stop rocking with y'all. And to this day, like, I still get a little petty comments on stuff. Yeah. It's, yeah. Just, to this day. To this, to this day. <laughs> like, straight up, bro. And it's like, bro, you're not finna tell me how to move. You're not finna tell, nobody's gonna tell me how to move because I'm 100% independent. And I can genuinely say that. I'm 100% independent. Down to everything. I've, I've done everything on my own. I've learned how to do shit because people didn't want to help me do it. But it just made me stronger. But I do everything. The only thing that I don't do is is make my own beats and record myself. But I got a studio in my crib now, and I'm learning how to do that, too. But mm -hmm. that's the only two things that I don't do. I, I write all my music. I write all the hooks for the singers that I put on my music. I rap all my stuff. I edit all my videos. I direct all my videos. I color coordinate everything. Like I do all that, bro. I'm hands-on because it's yeah. my shit. It's deeper than music, bro. It's not about uh, the cars and the money. This shit saved my life, bro. Like, it ain't got nothing to do with none of that, the facade of being a musician. People think being a musician is just so glamorous, bro. It's hard as fuck. This shit is not easy, bro. If you are, if you want to be a rapper, where's the camera at? If you want to be a, if you want to be a rapper, this shit is not easy, bro. You shouldn't get into this if you've given up on anything in life, bro. This is the hardest shit you're going to ever do, bro. Like, it's super hard. You've been an entrepreneur and nobody believes in your shit except for you. And then little by little, people believe in your shit. But for the most part of it, it's all the people you want to believe in your shit not really supporting you. And then you have an animosity and, like, grief and, like, uh, this resentment because they're not, like, your biggest fan. But, like, step one I learned is, like, not expecting your family to be your number one fan. That's not your fan base. That's your family. They might support you and they know what you're doing and they're like, oh, you're going to make it. But they're not your fan base, bro. You got to step away from your friends and your family being your fan base. Your fan base is people that's going to buy shit no matter what. Whatever you put out, they're going to buy that. Oh, you just dropped a new shit? I want that. Oh, you just came out with it? I want that. I'm going to spend $100 a year, 200 maybe. People buy Yeezys and that shit's trash to me. <laughs> yeah. The shoes look comfortable, but the clothes look I trash. I the same about Gucci. Bruh, I'm not... <laughs> That's a whole nother bag, bro. Yeah. That's a whole nother bag. Like when it comes down to uh designer clothes, I'm I'm not for it. Yeah. It's just clothes, bro. Like I was telling, we had a little get together and Jay's son Zion uh was kind of mad because everybody in his grade had Gucci shirts and he wanted a Gucci shirt. And I was like, Zion. He's like, Yeah. I was like, look, bro, you know all these shirts are made the same way, right? And he was like, For real? 
I was like, the Gucci shirt, Fruit of the Looms, Wrangler, whatever. They're all made the exact same way. They cost the same amount of money to make. So whether your friend has a Gucci shirt on or a plain shirt on, you don't have the Gucci shirt, that don't make him better than you. Like, y'all got the same shirt on. Only thing different is his looks a little different. Yeah. Like, bruh. You know what I just realized? What? Whether you're rapping, whether you're singing, whether you're talking on video, or whether you're just hanging out, you're always spitting that fuego. Hey. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah. Straight facts. That's facts, wisdom. Though. It's facts, bro. Because I used to resent my mom because I couldn't have the Tommy Hilfiger, the Nike, the all that shit that you have when you're little. You want what your friends have. I remember one time, <laughs> one time we was in school, and you know those rip away pants? The big, you know, yeah. everybody had those like, boop, boop, boop. they yeah. had buttons yeah. on the side. Yeah. Uh, it sounds are those still a thing i don't know but they need to bring those back bro okay <laughs> that's like og basketball days bro. like oh four you gotta, oh, scan the court. you gotta scan the court real quick yeah. hey who oh y'all hooping all right babe, hold up yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. i remember uh i wore some jean cutoff shorts underneath those buttons because i didn't have no clean like gym shorts or whatever and i remember how embarrassed i was when i ripped my shit off it was like some power ranger stuff bro like everybody was like we're gonna wear our button pants today and everybody at recess will pop yeah. them off everybody's popping them boo, 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 boo. it's like and I, I'm, I'm prepared <laughs> yeah, for yeah. today but i had cut off jean shorts underneath mine and yeah. i was getting drove the whole day yeah. and it's like the stuff you value when you little is like so minute bro yo isn't there a lyric from an ice cube song you know where he's like uh what is that song it's the old school one where it's like uh today was a good day Today was a good day. Doesn't he have a line in that song where he's talking about how he's always strapped or he always carries a gun and he didn't I'm have sure. to use his AK? Oh, he said today, yeah. uh, today was a good day because I didn't have to use the AK. I didn't have to use my AK. Yeah, that's how I feel about what you know you're a hooper when you're prepared at mm -hmm, all times. Mm -hmm. I told Kate because she's like, why do you wear two or three pairs of pants? I was like, you know what I just realized? I realized that's a hooper thing. Mm -hmm. I'm always wearing jeans. Like, pretty much if I leave back in the day, not anymore, but sometimes I always have a pair of basketball shorts on mm -hmm. under the long sleeve shorts. You right. know? Long sleeve pants. Damn. Oh, shit. What just happened? What was that? That's some Halloween. Yeah. Yo, what what the hell just like, happened, bro? That was amazing. Like Jason was finna come. Perfect timing. <laughs> is that my phone? What was that? You know, speaking of fire, you know, I also didn't realize when I told you. Your, your music's fire it makes sense your name's Swago Bentley man <laughs> I it's funny uh so quick history lesson so when I first started out um I started rapping when I was like I mean I've been like freestyle I, so I started writing poetry when I was little um that was just my thing I would write mm. poetry and put it in a binder and then um you know everybody freestyles at lunch and shit <sighs> excuse me Oh, speaking of, I I realized from your video I was watching before you got here, you're from KC Mo. Uh, I was born in Kansas City, raised in Kansas Columbia. Kansas or Missouri? Can Missouri, bro. Okay. Yeah, I was yeah. born in it's Kansas City, right Kansas. Here, bro. It's tatted right here. I got the state of Missouri right here. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. You was born in where? Kansas City, Kansas. Oh, we don't fuck with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, shout out to the Chiefs, right? Hey. Hell yeah. Bro, I was telling my boy, I was like, bro, the Chiefs won a Super Bowl and the world just fell apart, bro. That I I had a thought the thought the thought crossed my mind the moment they came back and won the Super Bowl I was like the universe didn't want them to win every game in the playoffs they were down double digits right. but every time he came back <laughs> Patrick hey, Mahomes that should have been the second one because the year we lost Ford was on the line and 
are D Ford, man. Like he he I, did they trade him after that? They traded yeah, his yeah, ass. Yeah. They traded him. <laughs> I felt his... bad because he was good. Yeah, he you was know, cool. It was just one just mental error. That, yeah, him and Steve Nelson had to go, bro. Because Steve Nelson was getting worked. I feel bad for Eric Berry. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's funny though because uh when we had a little Super Bowl party or whatever. Okay. Um, Me too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you gotta do it if you're Bruh. from KC. And like at some point I remember going, like I was drunk, but I remember going, Man, Mahomes is throwing the game, bro. He's doing this on purpose. Cause it was like, bro, what are you like doing? Two interceptions in a row. Oh my God. Man <laughs> hasn't had two interceptions all season. Yeah. He gets two interceptions in a row. I was like, bro, he's throwing the game. Somebody's paying him out of pocket. And then we won, and I, I FaceTimed Jay first time. I was like, bro, y'all like, deserve that, bro. I'm like, bro, I was so hyped. And then all of a sudden, boom, pandemic. Yeah. Haters. You know, the thought crossed my mind. I think we phase shifted into a parallel universe at the beginning of 2020. <laughs> the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Uh -huh. Kobe, COVID. Oh, man. man, everything. I feel like I'm in the Flash. Flash zone. You ever watch the Flash on no. Netflix? Oh, I've been resisting it. You said parallel university. It's kind of dope. It's kind of dope. Anyways, I was born in Kansas City, Missouri, Jackson County, and then I was uh, raised in Columbia, Missouri. Okay, um, we moved there when I was like four, so four or five. So you're a Mizzou fan? Nah. Okay. No, nah, they suck. I'm 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 a Missouri fan, but Mizzou's trash, bro. You know what I hate? They always let us down, bro. What? They, Mizzou. Yeah. They always let us down. Even Michael Porter. Well, you, we they Michael can't let you down if you're if you're not a fan, right? You don't want to be a fan, but it's where you're from, so you like yeah. you have to be a fan, and it's like man, you're from Kansas City. You got to <laughs> rock KU or K State. That's the only acceptable Look, teams. When, when the Royals won the World Series and the Chiefs won the Super if Bowl, if the Kansas resident reps Missouri Chiefs, hey. you got to rep a Kansas college, bro. Uh, I can. I don't know. I don't know. I remember when they had that robbery. It was a big thing for us, and then they they took it away, and it was like, why'd y'all do that? What what, what the Kansas versus Mizzou? There, it's not a rivalry anymore. I, I don't even watch NCAA sports no more, but I remember. Yeah, me neither. I remember like they was playing all the time, and then they moved the divisions, and they weren't playing Missouri no more. So I don't know. I haven't kept up. Mm -hmm. But anyways, uh, so I started out uh as Bentley Two Doors. That was okay. my rap name. Bentley. Why? Why Bentley Two? I always wanted a Bentley. Okay. You know, you grew up your last. Was name it modeling the two chain? No, like, that's the thing. Okay. So that's later in the story. So I always wanted a Bentley Coupe. My last name's Bentley. I figured I gotta get a Bentley someday. You know, you grow up with your last name being Bentley. Everybody's like, oh, you gonna get a Bentley? You have a Bentley? You have a Bentley? Yeah. So I was like, I'm a rap. The first thing that came to my mind was just Bentley Two Doors. I'm gonna manifest that Bentley. Facts. I'm manifesting it every time I tell you my fucking name. <laughs> just wait. Keep watching. Hey, I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get that for sure. But I'm gonna get one for me and one for my girl. Okay. So it's like, uh, shout out to my baby. Hey. <laughs> so this is a rap song. You got to make one about manifesting what? a Bentley. Bro, I got a song called Bentley Bentega on my new album. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're I'm, one step ahead. Yeah, always. You're playing bro. chess, not yeah. checkers. Thanks, bro. <laughs> so I uh, went by Bentley Two Doors. I did that for a while. And then people started calling me Bentley Two Chains. And um, there's another artist called Party Next Door. They started calling me Bentley Next Door. And I hated that shit. So I changed it to just Bentley, my last name. Everybody calls me Bentley, anyways. So I was like, this is going to be bet. I'm good. And then when it came down to like promoting and marketing myself, um, you type in Bentley on Google, you'll never see my face because of the car company. And then, I don't know, I'll run into a lawsuit probably eventually. So I had Bentley for a while. I put out my first album called Good Vibes, and that was underneath Bentley. And then I was like, I got to change this because this isn't working. So I changed it to Fuego Bentley. Um, I had a female friend at the time, and I asked her. like I knew Caliente was fire in Spanish, but I wanted like to know if there was another way to say fire. And she was like, Fuego. And I was like, oh, but before this happened, um, I was going to change my name to Kevin Quest. Okay. And I, I told my mom, I'm like, hey, mom. Why Kevin? 
it's like a weird story, bro. Like we were like just partying. Because your real name's not Kevin, right? No, my real name's Isaiah. Isaiah. Yeah. So like that's we, a hard name to spell because it's a A I A. No, my name's I S E apostrophe A H. It's even harder. Okay. <laughs> my mom was you bougie. Isaiah's. You just gotta hey, make it hard on everybody. My mom was bougie, bro. She <laughs> named me. It's a weird thing. It's I still have trouble with it. She's not Elon bougie though. No, no, my mom's not bougie bougie. But when she named me. She was being bougie for okay. sure. Yeah, I, I, don't, I was like, to this day, I'm like, why'd you put a posture? To this day. <laughs> um, but uh, we were partying. I don't know. I was probably like 22, 23 or something. We was partying uh, at an undisclosed location. And the stripper was like, uh, I like your. your." I already uh, like the story. <laughs> well, the thing is, she was a stripper, but she wasn't stripping. Like, she was like, I'm from New York. She was a classy stripper. She's facts. Yeah. She was like. No, My girl's a classy very stripper. Very classy. She never strips. Exactly. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. She, yeah. <laughs> what? She's gonna beat your ass. <laughs> hey. So she was a stripper, but she wasn't stripping. She just told me I'm a stripper. I live in New York. That's how the conversation came about. And she was like, What's your rap name? I was like, uh Bentley. And I was like, I'm about to change it though. And she was like, You should go by Kevin Quest. And I was like, they don't got nothing to do with my name though. I don't like that. And she was like, Was this guy on LSD? He just I'm, comes out of out of the fucking woodwork. Man, Kevin I don't know. Quest. Bro. Chris, I'm gonna start calling you Nathaniel. <laughs> That's my brother's name, by the way. Rest, okay. rest in peace to my bro. So um she said you should go by Kevin Quest. I was like, I don't like it because my name's not Kevin. And I like Bentley being in there because it's actually my last name. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, but that's the thing. Isaiah like, ben Bentley. I didn't want nobody knowing my government. I don't even know why I told y'all my government. Yeah. I'm just connecting dots. That's yeah, all yeah. I'm doing. So I was like, I don't like it. And she was like, it's a whole other identity. You should just use Kevin Quest because it's like a whole different facade. Isaiah Bentley's this person. Kevin Quest this person. I was like, eh. So I sat on it. And then I was You're like. You're the Jason Capital of music. <laughs> <laughs> I sat on it. And I was like. I bet I got on board and I still to this day I have this problem with like counting my chickens before they hatch so I get on Facebook and I'm like all right everybody I'm now going by Kevin Quest I'm officially changing my name this long post right yeah and everybody's like you know you got the people like oh that's dope da, 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 da. and I tell my mom and my mom was like I don't like it just straight up <laughs> your name's not Kevin I didn't name you Kevin and I was like yeah but it's like that's the thing it's like an ulterior she's like nah and I was like, okay. And she's like, do something else. I like Bentley. Keep that. But don't do not do that. So my mom, shout out to my mom. She's the reason why I was like, nah. I ain't. To this day, I would have been Kevin Quest. Like, y'all would be like, yo, what's up, Kevin Quest? But I was like, I got to change it. So fast forward, I asked her what, what hot was in Spanish. She said Fuego. I'm like, bet. I'm Fuego Bentley now. And I checked it on, you know, all the avenues. Everything was good. So I changed my name to Fuego Bentley. I'm good on Instagram. I'm good on SoundCloud. I'm good on Apple Music. I'm good on everything. And to this day, from that moment, everything has just flourished from me changing my name. That was the third time I rebranded myself, I guess, if you want to say rebranding. But I changed it to Fuego Bentley, and then I moved out here, and then everything just started, like, aligning the right mm. way. How yeah. long ago did you move out here? Uh, it's 2020, right? It feels like 2030. Yeah. I moved out here 2016. Okay. August 8th, 2016. <clears throat> nice. Yeah. I was a little bit before that. I think I was 2014. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you've been here for a little bit now. You a Phoenician? How do they say it? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Phoenician now. I the only reason I haven't gone the only reason I didn't go back to Kansas is well, obviously Arizona it's Kansas. palm trees. Yeah. Well, I mean <laughs> it's, it's Kansas. Kansas. That, yeah. Hey, the only reason why I didn't go back to Kansas is because yeah. it was Kansas. But even if I wanted to, I was too broke to do it at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Overland Park's nice though. Oh yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's very green. That's the one thing I miss about Missouri is the trees. Mm. That's probably like my mom and in, in the trees. That's probably the only thing I miss. But that's like it's crazy going back when yeah. all the everything's green. It's you like know? six lanes out here and like two back there. Yeah, it's like weird. Everything's slow. 
Mm-hmm. Like when you get on the road, you're like, damn, this shit's too slow. You got cows next to you. You yeah. got barbed wire fences on the you side. You got watch out for you know? deer. Yep. All that. Um, it's crazy, bro, because I moved out here with like $120 in my pocket. And I packed my car up and I just drove out here. I You're like, Fuego Bentley's moving to AZ. Hey, take over. Yeah. I'm real hot now. <laughs> super hot out yeah. here. But it was a, a dope-ass decision to make. I was super scared. But um, once I came out here, man, stuff just started, like, getting better. I mean, I went to L.A. Uh, the next month. Was in a recording studio with Katy Perry upstairs and Charlie Wilson downstairs. So Damn. That was pretty dope. Was this around the time of the Super Bowl? um of when 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 it was in glendale do you remember that Mm-mm. yeah well that i think that might have been 2015 the uh, seahawks okay. patriots uh Katy perry performed and i was at my buddy's place uh because i was in dental school at the time so this guy was in dental school with me and his place was in glendale uh because that's where the the dental school was mm-hmm. uh and the football stadium's like several blocks away from his house uh. and so we are literally watching the the fireworks come out of the stadium when Katy Perry's performing at halftime, oh, shit. and and we're watching it on TV at the same time. I've only been to one Cardinals game, but it was dope. That yeah. arena's big. Yeah, super big. I feel like it's too big to where it feels like there's too much space to where it feels like it's not packed, and I want it to feel packed. Bro, when I went, we were like at the very top, and yeah. the whole thing was packed, and it's you're so far up, bro. It's a big arena, bro. Who were they playing? They were playing the Rams, I think. Okay. Yeah, it used to be. Were you invested now. into the game? Nah, I was more so just like, like the first quarter I was, and then after that, it was like, eh. yeah. I like basketball game more. We, I've okay. been to a lot of basketball games out here. Got like, it. Been like fourteen the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, I've only been to one. It's the only NBA game For I've real? ever been to. Damn, yeah. bro. And we were in the nosebleeds. Man, I got blessed, bro. My best friend, he's he's doing all right for himself, and he he bought like uh, he got talked into like some season, not season tickets, but like eight or nine tickets for the year or whatever so i've seen lebron play twice i've Damn. seen uh houston rockets were you close philly up? yeah I, I mean we were like row 10. nice <laughs> yeah like Man, row 10 or 11. that's the good stuff like i've been a i've loved basketball my whole life mm-hmm. growing up i played it mm-hmm. obviously we yeah, already talked too. about yeah. that and uh but i feel like i i never got that exposure in person mm-hmm. to like real fucking basketball players yeah. like the only exposure i got was i got, I went to ku basketball camp every mm. year so the best talent i experienced in person was you know collegiate level yeah and i almost wonder if i would have just went to an nba game because kansas doesn't have it it's not convenient yeah. if you live Bro, in kansas I, I wish we had an nba team they were they've been talking about it for a while they need one yeah, they why not they need to take the missouri tigers away like the college yeah. team just, just get rid of mizzou altogether yeah and just yeah. make the missouri tigers a, a nba team in, in missouri that would be dope and put them in kansas city put them in kansas <laughs> no nah. kansas needs something bro kansas city's like close enough though yeah yeah <laughs> i mean it's right there yeah uh but you know barbecue you know that's yeah. that's some good stuff yeah yeah i make i make pretty good barbecue yeah yeah I what love, kind of barbecue cook, uh ribs burgers i make some fire chicken bro i marinate my yeah. chicken for like two what days. about pulled pork i haven't done pulled pork but mm. i want to you do it no, I can't cook for you shit. Can't cook? I cook eggs. <laughs> Bro, I love cooking. I'm gonna have a restaurant. One I've day. noticed that on your Instagram yeah, stories. You're cooking. cooking. I wanted to be a chef when I was little. Okay. Like I used to watch um the, the Food Network channel every day. Who didn't? 
Bro, I mean, yeah. I used to watch uh, low key. Everybody admit it. You yeah. watch that shit. When I used you're to hungry. watch Emerald and Good Eats. Bam. Yeah, all that yeah. shit, bro. I Rachel to, Ray. Yeah, yeah. Fact. I used to masturbate to Rachel Ray in like seventh grade. <laughs> <laughs> I just come home from school, turn on thirty minute meals, and just fucking go at it. I'm weak, bro. I'm weak. I'm a segue. And then she, then she became a talk show host and just gained a little bit of weight. And is bro, too when you eating me. good, man, yeah. like you just gain a little weight. It's just healthy weight. I've been eating good. I've been eating bratwurst and, and, and couscous. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I used to cook up food all the time. My mom used to get mad at me. She's like, stop cooking all the food. Like, you know, when, you, when you're a single mother, you buy enough food for your kids for, you know, X amount of weeks. And I'd be in that kitchen. i see something on TV. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm about to cook that. <laughs> <laughs> and we wouldn't have none of the ingredients. So I'd, like, replace everything. And I'd be using everything in the, in the kitchen. Mm. But I love cooking, bro. I'm going to have a restaurant uh, eventually. What are you going to call it? Fuego uh, Bentley? No, nah. that would be a sick name for a restaurant. Let's be honest. That would be fire. I'm actually gonna my mom's middle name Siobhan, and I'm gonna call it Siobhan's. Okay. Yeah. I I feel like I can already imagine if you called it Fuego Bentley though. Just how many people want to go to the restaurant called Bentley? You're gonna have rock stars pulling up and fucking. <laughs> the thing Bentleys. about Bentley itself, the name. Yeah. There's two that the company like I feel like running uh, the lawsuits, bro. You gotta have something a little more original than just Bentley's. Make it one word. Plus, there's probably already a restaurant named name. Bentley's though. What's up? There's probably already a restaurant named Bentley's. Every time I look up yeah, something, but I find it. Bentley sounds fucking pre prestigious and just obnoxious. Fuego Facts. Bentley sounds like it's got some swag. Cause he does. Yeah, he does. I'm swagged up. So Bentley can't say shit if you make it one word and trademark that. That's true. Oh. Uh. I'm probably still gonna name it my mom's okay. name now. You just dubbed me, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you've been dubbed. <laughs> okay. Said, I'm, gonna start, me, bro. I'm gonna start calling people out on that. <laughs> you just dubbed me, bro. Yeah. Damn, fam. You know how I realized, at, at least when I started feeling old, because I, I, I figured you were younger than me. I just assume. You know, how are you? Uh, well, oh yeah, class yeah. of 08. I'm thir I just turned 30 this year. Um, uh, I just turned 31 this year. Yeah, you you should have been in my grade, and athletically, it would have been an advantage for you if mm. you just stayed mm. in my grade. I feel like people are so ashamed to say how old they are, but it's a blessing. Yeah, every year is a blessing. <laughs> I don't understand why there's a stigma of being like people feel one year closer to death. At least that's how I feel, bro. We're always one day bad. closer to death. If it's your time, Fast. it's your time, bro. Wise the, man over here. But at the end of the day, bro, people are so like stigmatic of like i'm only 32 or oh, you're 32 oh you're too old to be bro morgan freeman was like 45 50 years old before he got his first movie bro first really? movie he was old already well with a voice like that it was destined to happen he just did 21 savages uh intro for his no album. yeah it's for his fire okay yeah but i'm i'm 31 you listen to big sean's new album <sighs> what do you think uh, it, it's kind of whack let's be honest this is the thing wolves goes hard. i'm a big sean fan but I, Who is it? I'm, you, I'm not a. You're sacrilegious. If I'm you not a fan of his album. Okay. And I only listen. And this sounds fucked up because I only listen to like four or five songs. I can just always vibe off. If I listen to those four or five songs and I feel what something, uh, I listen to Wolves. I listen to one with Nipsey Hussle, Deep Reverence. I listen to from that album. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I listen to the one where he has like eight people from uh, uh, Detroit on it. Um, everybody's on there. Mm. Um, I listen to. I can't remember the other ones, but I listened to him and I was like, eh, I'm good. Yeah. I don't know. I felt the same. I just didn't feel it. And it, it's not that it's a bad album. I just didn't feel it. Yeah. I've listened to a lot of, I listened to a What'd lot of, a lot of music. I decided. It was cool. It was better than that album. Mm. I decided it was better than the album he just put out, I think. Yeah. And, I, and like I said, I didn't listen to the whole thing, 
but just off the vibe of those songs that I listened to, it was just more like a playlist. It kind of felt like a mixtape. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it, it didn't, didn't feel like a complete album. And it, the thing about it is when you don't put out an album for a while, that album that you do put out is super, it's contingent on like what you did in the past. And if I expect it to be like super, oh shit, and it doesn't do that, I'm not gonna feel it. And it's probably as a fan, it's probably our thing. But like, bro, you had like like Bryson Tiller, he waited like forever to put out an album. And when he put out his album, I was just like lackluster a little bit. I was like, ah, it's cool, but it's not like, bro, you've been gone for a while, bro. Like, if Drake didn't put out an album for three years and came out with an album, it better be fire. It has to be fire. Yeah. Like, what you been doing? You ain't got no experiences. Yeah. You ain't got nothing to summarize up. Like that's what a that's what the album is, bro. It's like the summarization of the bullshit you've been through. And if you ain't got nothing to say, I can't feel it. I'm like, I got ratchet moods, and then I got like super deep, like mm. conscious moods, and then I got like my melodic mood. My melodic mood is like 60% of the time. 60 to 70% of the time. I love R and B. I love melodic music. I love feel good music. Mm. And then I got hip hop rap side. Yeah. And a little bit of sprinkle of the conscious shit. What kind of mood were you in when you were doing that OVO freestyle on your YouTube channel? I write a lot of music that is, my boy hates when I say moist, but I make a lot of music that's like, like mellow, like chill sometimes. So I wanted to just kill that verse. I was like, you know what? <clears throat> Niggas think I can't rap. Yeah. Like you, to me, honestly, if you listen to any of my music, you can't tell me I can't rap, but yeah. For like people who like aggressive, like you sing too, and I think that's facts. pretty good too. Thanks, bro. Yeah, but I feel like with people who like a, like really like bars, they want that sometimes. And I was like, with my freestyles, I'm gonna do that. I did a Dreamville freestyle because for me, J Cole, Drake, and Kendrick Lamar are like the top three dogs to me. I just I love both all three of them. Like I'm a fan of all three of them. So I was like, I'm gonna do a, a freestyle for each person's record label. So the first one I did was Dreamville Freestyle. That's J. Cole's record label. Murder that beat. Then I did OVO Freestyle. So is this like an attempt to almost get exposure and have maybe them pick you up or something? Bro, if you go to like Google or YouTube and you type in TDE Freestyle. Oh, my bad. That's the next one I'm about to drop. But if you go to uh, YouTube and type in like Dreamville Freestyle, my face pops up. That's what I wanted. I wanted someone to be searching Dreamville Got and be it. like, oh, shit, who's this? You're playing chess, not checkers. <laughs> and then the same thing with OVO Freestyle. I said, okay, let me do one. And I... The name of the song has nothing to do with the song. I'm yeah. just rapping on the song, but it's just the title having it like proof. Yeah. And then the next well, one. Well, you the, did go in. You, you went in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was it? Uh, higher than a dab. Got to get your Visine. I was like, damn. Damn. Higher than a dab. You're going to need some Visine. Yeah. 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 And then I got a TDE freestyle I'm about to drop in a couple of weeks. And it's that's Kendrick label. And it's fire, too. And the video is crazy. Me and Josh went crazy on this video. Like, the drone footage is immaculate. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but I, I just want to rap. And when I do freestyles, because I, I got a Yummy remix that I did, Justin Bieber's joint. Okay. And I murdered that. Like, dead ass murdered that beat. Yeah. Like, if you showed that to I'm Justin really Bieber. I'm really curious to hear it now. It's fire, bro. Like, that's one of my best remixes. And yeah. I and it's fire. Like, my girl knows the whole song. She'll be like, baby, Yummy got a tuck tummy because it's always sunny up in Arizona. Oh, wow. I think I said, uh, what I said? I said, baby, Yummy got a tuck tummy because it's always sunny up in Arizona. Young King's got melanin sitting by the pool, no melanoma. I'm a Virgo, she a cancer. I'm a rapper, she a dancer. I got questions to get answers. Moving like the Pink Panther. What kind of forever? This Bentley is new, so don't fuck with the leather. Girl, I do it better. Your nigga a feather, no matter the weather, I'm bringing the thunder. The woman will wonder. She call me daddy. You call me fucking when life is a summer. Hey, I'm with the shits. My niggas is with me. So, anyways. Damn. It's a fire ass remix though. But every time I do a remix, I try to like 
make that my song. Let's clip that. I'm going to clip that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, facts, though. That's going straight to Instagram. Facts, though. <laughs> straight up, bro. Straight up. You know what's funny about Justin Bieber's songs is I feel like I never liked them the first, like, three or four times I listened to them, but then they just grow on me. Bro. Yummy was one of those songs. <laughs> Jay sent me Yummy. Okay. He said, bruh, I hate this dude. <laughs> and I was like, what? He's like, this song's so fire. He and liked it? Yeah, as soon as okay. he sent the, the beat. Okay. When the beat comes on. Got that yummy, 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 yummy. Like, as soon as it comes on, you're like, hey. I love that song. And I actually am a Justin Bieber fan. And I'm not afraid to say it because that dude can sing, bro. I just got a visual of you doing a music video, singing a song. One of your songs, obviously. But the music video is just you cooking some soul food. <laughs> hey, I've been told I need to do like a, a segment where my girl says I need to cook them with fuego. Okay. So like I got one already edited and already, it's already done. I just never put it up on my Damn. YouTube channel. But I love cooking and I was like, I think Action Bronson was doing that at one point. He was like flipping pancakes and rapping at the same time. But he got a show called Fuck That's Delicious on uh, Hulu fire show bro yeah yeah it's super dope i'll check it you should out. watch it out sometime bro it's okay. a it's a dope ass show they just go around eating all day but they eat some fire food bro and it's like uh, i'm a foodie bro so i'm like yeah. uh, this shit look good but it's cool bro for sure i i used to watch a lot of uh the food network just mm -hmm. like you obviously we already talked about mm -hmm. that but i i just i realized that's when i don't like cooking I just want to eat the food, you know, because yeah. uh, my parents, I was in high school. They're like, you watch so much of the food channel, you know, maybe you would consider being a chef. I'm like, sounds like a fucking awful life. I would hate to be a chef. The, the, uh, the thing about cooking for people, for me, I like like seeing people's reaction mm. after they eat it. I, I don't think I would want to be a chef, though, at a restaurant because it's not like the same thing. Yeah. If I cook for my girl, I cook for my boys or I'm cooking at a barbecue, whatever. After I'm done cooking. I can relax, but if you're a chef, bro, you you're going. It's all day. It's stressful. It's a job. I've worked in three restaurants, Me maybe four. I worked like ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I I didn't like any of the people in the kitchen or the or any of my managers. In fact, I maybe I just got unlucky, or maybe this is common. I hated every every manager and chef and you whatever that I've ever worked. Were with. Were you cooking on the like grill? No, or? I was serving. Oh, yeah. that's why. Okay. Yeah, you were server. Yeah, yeah. That's the worst. That's that's slavery. Um, yep. I'm I'm be on the cook. Like I, I worked for Cheddar's. Um, okay so like i'm cooking on the grill making ribs and, and oh shit nice and shit. it's hella fun back there yeah you're just kicking it you ever seen waiting the cooks are cool it was the kitchen manager yeah that i didn't oh, yeah. like the kitchen <laughs> you know? manager is usually like the worst because their whole job depends on not fucking up and if you mess up it makes them look bad so they got to be super tight and yeah. they're super rude at the same time i i got fired from cheddars because my kitchen manager talked to me crazy and really? I'm just not that type of person. So, like, we got into it. He was like, you can leave. I was like, bet. So, took a steak and left. <laughs> like, I'm out. Nice. Like, bro, we good. Like, I'm about to beat your ass right now. You yeah. got me fucked up. Like, yeah. people always talk crazy until you get with them. And then they're, like, confused. Like, what happened? Yeah. Bro, you just brought me there. I'm super <laughs> nice, bro, but don't bring me there. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I think it's just the restaurant industry. Yeah. Like, I, I have legit trauma to where I was telling Kate for about two or three years, I didn't even want to go to a restaurant. I was just like, get a negative feeling in my stomach even thinking about hey, going to a restaurant. You that's know? how it was for me with pizza because I worked at Domino's for five years. Really? And uh, I hate pizza. Like, I'll eat it if I'm either like drunk or it's the last thing to eat, but mm. it's never the first thing I want to eat because I just, I hate pizza, bro. Like, I had to deal with that for so long. Yeah. But 
as soon as I and I, I got fired from Domino's for some <laughs> dumb shit, but um, whenever that happened, I, I didn't eat pizza for like five months, mm. like trauma, big trauma. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I sent you some music. Oh shit! Whoa! <laughs> I, I sent you some music. Um, you like the OVO freestyle? Oh yeah, that was the one you like. Well, I was listening. Is is that one of them that you sent me? Yeah, yeah. No, I, mean, I don't even know. I sent you a pack. Yeah, you sent me a bunch of them. Yeah. So I mean, that was a few weeks ago. So yeah. I, I, in the last few weeks, I've been listening every couple of days to some of your songs on your Spotify, some of the links that you sent me. But then just today, I was listening to some of your. I, I was like, I wonder if this guy has a YouTube channel too. So I looked you up on YouTube, mm-hmm. and I just happened to find that and several of your other videos. And the only reason I got that inkling is because I was like. His Instagram videos are pretty well produced. Mm. I bet this guy makes some pretty fire videos too. Man, thank you, <laughs> thank you, bro. And then you walked in with your fancy camera, and I'm like, "Yep, <laughs> suspicion confirmed." Hey, I, I, I like my music videos. I want to do better with them. Um, I want to do more storytelling with my mm. music videos. I want to like. Evolve. Well, that makes sense. You were talking about how the albums. It's almost like. You know, you were. It almost seems like you respect it more when it's a cohesive fit mm. between every song, and it almost tells a story. And I yeah, like that. Yeah. Because what's funny is I got the same vibe listening to uh, what's the name of his new album, Big Sean's. You said uh, it's like a mixtape. Oh, Detroit too. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt I like think it is though. It okay, seems like it might be because. No, it's an album, but it, it just feels like a mixtape. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely an album if you get Dave Chappelle on there. You know, it's a fucking album. Yeah, I heard that. I was like, yeah. hey, this is a flex. Yeah. This is a big flex right <laughs> big here. Big flex. Big flex to have Dave Chappelle yeah. on there. But um, with uh, I Decided, I felt the opposite. And in the same way that you were just saying, like, that told a story. From yeah. start to finish, mm. it was a story. Yeah. You know? I think he was trying to, too. Mm. Because I think with that album, he had something to prove. Because uh, I forget the name of that. Uh, it's Dark Fantasy, some shit. It's like that album cover is gray, like with water. That's probably his best album, I think. It's got Janae Kuhn on it and Chris Brown and all that shit. That's one that's probably his best works. And after that, he followed up with I Decided. And it's kind of hard because that was such a good-ass album. It's like Drake trying to follow up from, like, I think... Me personally, I feel like nothing was the same. It was probably like Drake's uh, most cohesive album. Like he was in his bag when he put out Nothing Was the Same. Mm. Um, and I think following up with a great album is is hard because yeah. you're trying to recreate a classic by making another classic, but not sounding like the old shit, but still sounding like the new shit. And everybody's finicky when they're fans. They want everything. And then you got to listen to what you want. So it's a lot when you're putting together music and it's a lot when you're putting together an album because you're trying to make sure everybody's happy, but you're also trying to tell a story and you're trying to tell your story with what you're going through in life. And it's sometimes, like for me, it's hard to make um, music that I don't care about, like just fuck around music, like club music, because I don't feel nothing. I can make it. It's very easy to make, but I don't feel nothing, which means I don't I don't like latch onto it as much and I don't want to put it on anything because I'm trying to like make a cohesive thing. So, I'll, man, sorry, water. It's that barbecue. Man, I, I wish I had some barbecue. I'm on a diet. Um, so it's hard for me to, like, make music I don't care about or something that doesn't feel something to me. I like to tap into emotions and shit. So I feel like with that album, he probably, I don't know, he felt more emotion. With Detroit yeah. too, he probably was just like, I'm about to. Yeah, just throw something yeah. out there. Give not not to say he want. didn't put work in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I just, I don't know. You get Dave Chappelle, you definitely put work in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, facts, bro, facts. It's hard, though, putting together an album and trying to make sure it's just the greatest version of what you can do because most time when you put out an album, you don't put out another one for at least another year or two. Yeah. So it's like trying to make sure this shit lasts. Yeah. You know, it's almost like sometimes you can tell when there was a... <laughs> 
they were putting effort into it. Yeah. And you almost appreciate the effort. Like yeah. when I listen to Detroit too, there at no point in time was I like, oh, he just threw something together real yeah, quick. Facts, facts. You know, it definitely sounded like, man, this is good music he put effort into it but like you said it just wasn't hitting for mm -hmm. me yeah uh, other than wolves that one goes hard yeah that's fine uh you know not like undecided we're undecided you know i listen to music on spotify and pandora and like the, like wherever i can get it for free right because right? right. we're in a new time unfortunately mm -hmm. but this was when i like undecided i don't know why maybe it was just my phase of life and i was broke and i was on, trying to be on the come up you know and uh it just i felt like it spoke to me mm -hmm. you know the voices in my head you know that song and bigger than me mm -hmm. yeah and i would get goosebumps listening to that shit. so i went and bought it just to support yeah. him and it's rare that i do that yeah you know i did the same thing with nipsey's album um it's like his last album was so well put together that to this day when I listen to it, I run it through the whole time and I feel the exact same way I listen to it. And I mean, not to mention, rest in peace, he got killed, but it's like super cohesive. Like when he put the when he put together Victory Lab, it was like a thought out process. Like he 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 made his best work with that album. And the storytelling in, in albums is hard for some people because some people just aren't storytelling rappers. Some rappers can tell a story in a song, but they can't tell a story through 16 tracks because it's, it's a task, you know what I'm saying, making sure everything fits the right way. But that's how I felt with, with, with uh, Nipsey shit. It's just, like, fire, mm -hmm. super fire. I, I hate to admit this, um, but when Nipsey Hussle was killed, I didn't know who Nipsey Hussle was. So I think Word. I was just kind of, like, in my zone pretty much ever since I moved to Arizona yeah. to where I cut out a lot of distractions. Mm. I didn't consume anything uh, until probably the last year and a half. Yeah. I started consuming more things, uh, which ironically uh, helped my creativity a little mm -hmm. bit because I'm getting in more inspiration. But yeah, yeah unfortunately, I, I'm not, I don't know anything about Nipsey, but I, I hear a lot of people talk highly of him, you know? Yeah, bro. I, it's funny because I listen to like Opus 20 by Dustin O'Hallahan and I'll listen to like Selena and then I'll listen to like Nipsey, and then I'll listen to like some gospel that my mom sends me, and then I'll listen to like some country music that Jay sends me. So like, it's you do have to be more well rounded sometimes, and well rounded, and it's easier when you're in your bubble. But when you listen to other stuff, you start to get way more creative because you got all these different versions, and a lot of songs nowadays are made from another song, anyways, and yeah. they get it from something. But um, Nipsey started blowing up more, so he was a little more mainstream for a lot of people. So it's it's not that you should feel guilty or bad about it. It's just he wasn't like in everybody's we, we were listening to Nipsey for years because underground rap is like the thing but like as yeah. a musician you just tap into what's real so like I've been li listening to Nipsey for a while but he blew up a little more and he started getting bigger and then that's when people were like yo Nipsey's dope he's thorough like he's yeah. he's a real guy man it's like yo I really like him it's like bro he's been around for a long time I think he sold his first album for like a hundred dollars a pop and Jay-Z bought a lot of them, but he's been around for a minute, bro. <clears throat> it sucks that he got to that plateau and, like, got his life took him because he worked so hard. And it just sucks being someone like that who's, like, super invested in myself and um, did everything technically the right way, that stayed true mm -hmm. to myself. And then you see somebody take someone's life. It's like, bro, he did everything the right way. You know what I'm saying? Like, kind of like how Russ is right now. Like, Russ worked really hard to be where he's at. And he took a lot of what he knows from Nipsey, like mm. taught people how to like really invest in yourself, really uh, be tuned in with like owning your own stuff and, and, and being the head of the company and not being a worker, like being the boss, you know what I'm saying? And really believing in yourself and creating your own 
label or creating your own shit. And like, if you don't, if you do partner up with somebody, being on your own terms and not letting these record labels do what they want, because, bro, these record labels is ass, straight ass, bro. They don't do nothing but it's like going to the bank and getting a ten thousand dollar loan, and you owe them a percentage of whatever APR, whatever financing. But with a record label, they give you that ten thousand, and then you you earn fifty more thousand, and they keep all of it. Like they just take all your bread, bro. Like, yeah, I don't see how rec- how mm-hmm. rappers these days can really like say, I want a record deal because if you want a record deal, bro, just get your credit right. Go to the bank and just build your credit that way. Go to the bank, say you want five thousand dollars. Go to the bank, get a ten thousand dollar loan. Take five thousand, put it in the bank, and just pay your loan. Monthly, like your, your monthly loan uh, payment with the bank's money because you only need five. Mm. Hopefully, you can turn that five into 10, pay off your loan, get another loan, let your credit build up. You know what I'm saying? But it's like all the all the record labels are just people who kind of know what they're doing, yeah. but really just they want you because you already know what you're doing. Yeah. And then they take all your bread. Yeah. And then they think that <clears throat> because what they're offering you is potent- potentially exposure or just association with like all the other people on their label. Um, I guess for some people it would be attractive if I guess if you're not confident in your ability to get there yourself. Bro, you can get a billboard over to I-10 right now for like four racks for the month. Your Man. face on the billboard. I might do that with my book. No see cap. What I already <laughs> called the dude. I got the dude's number if you want him. Like really? you can you can dead ass. Look for billboards that are open. Call them. See how much it costs for the month. They might be like it's it's three thousand or two thousand or it's five thousand or whatever. Whatever that fee is, make sure that that thing is gonna garner you as much as you can for that thirty days. But like that's the same thing the label would do: buy a billboard or or pay Taco Bell to maybe put your ad in in this or mm. bro save your money up, figure out a way to make more money, have more avenues. You should already yeah. have four, five sources of income in the first place yeah. and get your Why five. Or more if you can, yeah. but five for sure. You should have because the thing is, most people get their money from working, right? Mm. You go working nine to five, you got a job, and then you have a second job, second source of income, something that you do to make you some bread. But you don't want to do that all day. You don't want to do that all your life. Investing your stocks, your real estate, um, try to try to flip your money legally. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Figure out what you can do and figure out your talents. Like for me, I I do videography and photography because now I know that I'm. I mean, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. So I bought a camera, invested in myself. I'm gonna buy another one. I'm gonna buy a drone. I'm gonna buy a gimbal. Yeah. And I'm gonna compete with the other videographers. But I'm a rapper, bro. So if I'm doing any work with anybody, I'm already have the eye because I edit all my shit anyway. Yeah. But it's like investing yourself. Figure out a way to make money off of your talents. If you make really good pies, get your um your food handler's license. Make your business an LLC. It don't cost nothing but like fifty or fifty dollars or hundred dollars. Get the ACC. Get your shit legal. Have your EIN. Now you got a company in your name and you selling pies. Yeah. Contact a business. Be like, hey, if I give you X amount of dollars a month, can I sell pies in your parking lot? Sure. You might fuck around and make five hundred dollars a week, a thousand dollars a week selling pies. Boom. Yeah. That's your business now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's it's so much easier nowadays to be your own boss, but people are so lazy that it's hard to even like have this concept of I can do it too. Yeah. Just all day we look at Gary Vee and Grant Cardone and all these people and we're like, oh, they they do it, I can do it too. But then nobody actually does it. Yeah. They just sit there and go, I can do it, yeah, yeah. I, and they share shit and it's like, oh yeah. Bro, we all have greatness in us. Like everybody has potential to be the boss, bro. But it's not a lot of bosses because everybody's lazy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I use, here's the thing. I agree with you and I've, I, I feel like recently I've kind of changed 
my beliefs about this a little bit. Yeah. And here's why. Talk that shit. Let me hear. Yeah. I want to hear your point of view. We okay. gonna have a uh yeah. Go Hell ahead. yeah. So I used to feel that way because I was always consuming Gary V, same types of people, and I'm in that I'm in that realm. But clearly, I'm fucking doing it. Right. I actually burned the boats to do this. I moved here for dental school and yeah. I dropped out a year and a half to start a YouTube channel about picking up chicks. Yeah. You know, and here I am dating coach and I'm making it work, right. you know, but it took the hustle. It took right. the grind. Now, here's the thing. In retrospect, I'm grateful for all the hard shit that happened to me because it made me stronger, gave me thick skin. I grew up. I feel like when I dropped out. And people realized why I dropped out. And everybody back home found out. My whole dental school found out. Probably the dean found out mm. and all that shit, right? It made me grow up really fast. Mm. I was a 25-year-old man who hadn't matured in that way. I had a midlife crisis in my 20s. Thank God I didn't have to wait 20 more years to get one. Because then it would have taken 20 more years for me to start doing what I wanted to do, right? And I used to feel the same way. I was like, why... You know, I have all these people at the dental school. Some some of them would be like, "Hey, man, I respect what you did. I want to. I wanted to get into music, so I'm thinking I might get my dental practice up and then do that maybe in uh, you know, when I'm 50. I'm like, bro, why not do it now? And I used to feel the same way, <clears throat> but then I, in retrospect, how hard it was. I thought to myself, knowing what I know now, would I have made the same decision to drop out of dental school? Because at no point does it get easier. Right. More money, more it problems. Harder, you know, yeah. it gets harder. You're not prepared for any of it. You're learning as you go. Everybody's learning as you go. Right. You know, that's the definition of life. And people who act like they know everything, they don't know shit. Yeah, you just, have to continually learn. A hundred percent. Always be learning. A yeah. Oh, a what is it? Oh no, that's always be closing. I was about to say ABC. ABC. Yeah. <laughs> always be closing. Yeah. A I D A. Anyways, uh, so actually that that kind of brings it full circle for me because I realized. I made it where I am. I took the leap of faith and burned the boats and did what I did because I have it in me to just be my own fucking man. I'm independent. I, I want to create shit. I'm ambitious. When I was growing up, all the way, even I wasn't even playing in college as a, on a basketball team. Right. But I was still 21, 22, training like, hey, you don't know. Yeah, you never know. I, you never know. I show up on the right court on the right day. You never know, right? And so that was my mentality. And so uh, I've always been just like, let me go. I'm, I'm fucking Michael Jordan this shit. I want to be the best at whatever I do. Right. And I wanted it to be on my terms, you know, and that's the life I live. I don't think everybody has that. My mom is someone who I've when I got into it was like, you know, you, you can make money selling like talking about, you know, how you cook Korean food because you cook amazing Korean food. Right. But she's the type of person who just wants a secure paycheck. She mm. just wants security. She just doesn't want to have to worry about where her next paycheck's coming from. So I'm going to give you. OK, so I feel what you're saying. I'm a, I'm um. I'm a devil's advocate that. So it's the duality of. I'm trying to say this. It's like the duality of. Yeah, you're right, because not everybody does have it, but it's also like you're wrong because everybody does have it. It's our job to try to give them that inspiration and motivate them because we have more of it. You feel what I'm saying? My cup may be this full of ambition and your cup may be this full of ambition. So you need that secure paycheck. So this much is just, I need security. 
I don't have it like you do, so I can't see myself doing what you do because my shit's so low. It's so low that I see it there, but I can never touch it because I, I, I can't do that shit. It's our job as creators and people who have more ambition than the next person to give them that type of like push, I feel like. So I feel like, yeah, there are people that are just fucking, I need that paycheck. Yeah, I ain't doing that. I can't believe in myself. I want to, but I, I just can't. Yeah. And you get frustrated because you want them to be <clears throat> like you. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's your job to be more like you succeed and then teach people how to be more like you. So that way there's more people like you because yeah. not everybody's going to be like you. Not everybody's this ambition. My mom tells me all the time. I don't know where you got all this from. <laughs> <laughs> Dead ass. Yeah. Said, I don't know where you got. I told her God, bro, because I think it's seeing us struggle so much as a little jit that I don't want that for my kids and I don't want that for my family no more. So I work my ass off to hopefully God willing, hopefully change that generational like curse because i do have a lot of fucking ambition bro i've been doing this shit for a minute bro my brother was killed when i was 18 my uncle was killed when i was 11 you know what i'm saying i lost my grandma i lost my my auntie i ain't had no pops growing up my single mother two kids you know what i'm saying so it's like you get dealt the cards you get dealt bro but at the end of the day you got to learn how to just tie your shoes up and go get it bro so like for me i see that we didn't have much growing up we had everything we needed but we didn't have the shit that i wanted and that not to say material stuff is is everything because i don't i don't put value on material things i put value on like my relationships with my friends and my relationship with my family my mother my grandmother my uncle my my, my boys my girl shit like that but at the end of the day it's you work hard you want stuff it's just human nature. You you want that 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 panorama, panorama like you want that Porsche. You know what I'm saying? You want that Bentley. You want that uh, that little flex. Like I'm going to Paris for the weekend. I ain't got to worry about it. You know what I'm saying? You want to be able to swipe the card and not worry about how much it costs. You want to be able to buy everybody a round of drinks and be like, it's on me because it feels good because you know you worked your ass off for it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, yeah, everybody may not have it, but it's our job. I feel like to work our ass off, learn the tricks, the trades because all the information is out there, bro. It's just people like us that search harder for it. I hate when people are like, yo, bro, how'd you do that? <laughs> Man, if you don't go on Google, Google and go it. find it yourself, bro, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to tell you. Like, me and Jay hate that when people, you worked your ass off to do all the research, figure out the codes, crack the code, do all this, right? Now you're doing it. And then you got this person who wants to do what you did, and they want the codes. They just go, hey, bro, how'd you do that? Where'd you go? I'm supposed to just tell you all this? You know how hard I worked for this? You need to yeah. do your own searching, bro. Yeah, pay me. Look, yeah. <laughs> Not even pay me, bro, for your own journey. No, nigga. Yeah. Like, you go search. You go find it out. Yeah. I'm not finna tell you how to be me. People are looking for shortcuts. Facts. Yeah. I'll motivate you to be your best self, but I'm not finna tell you how I be became me, bro. Because yeah. that's that's for me. You know what's crazy is uh, I was at a conference about a year ago, and I was, I was having a, a similar conversation like this yeah. <clears throat> with a kid who was like 16, 17, and he was there by himself as a high schooler, right? And his parents let him travel to California for this business conference. Mm. And I'm talking- That's dope. Yeah. I had a hard time getting trick-or-treating <laughs> by myself. My yeah. mom, hey, one time when I was little, bro, I was like 14, we went trick-or-treating. My mom followed me. Really? While we were trick-or-treating. We started cussing and doing all this extra shit. And I hear- she my, cares. She's a single mother. Hey, I hear my mom go, Zaya, get your butt in the car. I was like, ma! <laughs> to this day, bro, I, yeah. I hate Halloween. <laughs> really? I keep remembering that moment. Right. But my God. It's funny. Oh, so I, anyways, I was telling this kid, I was giving him like, yo, that's fucking badass that you're here. You know, if I was, you know, at 17 doing what you're doing, I didn't get into this when I was like 25. You're yeah. on the right track. Just stay on the right path. This is the fucking way. You already have, I was like telling him this type of 
stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, motivating him and really just giving him what I would wish someone would have told me when I started, you yeah. know? And I felt like it had an effect, but man, did this guy crash and burn hard? Oh, really? <laughs> because literally, it, I think, it, again, it goes back to people are looking for shortcuts. Mm -hmm. This kid, maybe an hour later, I don't see him, you know, I'm, but I'm still hanging out. And it's kind of, it's nighttime now. And uh, anyways, I, I have, meet up with a buddy. We go grab dinner, come back, whatever. <clears throat> and he's like, you can tell he's been more social. And apparently the conversation I had with him fired him up because he rolled up his sleeves mm. and he's got this different energy now. Uh, and it was great. He pulls me aside and he wants basically to partner up in business with me uh, and basically leverage my success to help get exposure to him. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, I appreciate the pitch. You know, not a lot of 17 year olds have the courage to pitch. Yeah, but but what the fuck are you doing, bro? Yeah. Why would I ever fucking partner with you? You're just starting. Yeah. Like literally, you got to go through the shit and figure it out how it works. Yeah. I wouldn't partner with you simply because it would be a lot more work for me to where it would fucking crash the whole mm -hmm. thing because you don't know what you're doing yet. Mm -hmm. And that's not a bad thing. You just got to fucking start your journey. Yeah. And I fucking went in on him yeah. and he was started almost like he was like tearing up and shit. Yeah. But I feel like. Again, I was doing it from a place of someone needs to tell you the fucking truth or because you're going to get babied for your whole fucking bro, life. I live off this uh, this saying, bro. There is no participation trophies over here. Yeah. Like, you're not going to get no no love for trying over here. Either you won or you didn't, bro. I, I live by that shit. Like, and when I first started doing music, bro, didn't nobody want to teach me nothing. Nothing. I'm asking questions, nothing, bro. I'd be on stage, they'd be like, oh, here come this singing ass, rapping ass nigga again. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I wasn't that good. I had a lot of confidence, but I wasn't that good, bro. You gotta learn on your own, bro. I, I, there's so many nights where you stayed up all night burning CDs and making merch and looking for beats and studio time and almost getting evicted. I've almost been evicted like seven times, bro. Like, decisions that I've made for my betterment of my music, but it's like, people want to shortcut, you're right. And it's like, they want you to be sensitive to their feelings, but nobody's been sensitive to minds, bro. Yeah. Like I'm, and it's not on no like resentment shit, but ain't nobody been sensitive to me, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Nice. I done cried. You know what I mean? Nice. I ain't ate. You know what I mean? Nice. I starved, bro. Cause I didn't have shit. Cause I spent money on the studio. I chose the studio over my food, bro. Do you want it that bad? My nigga? Like, do you, do you, do you really want it that bad where you be like, I'm good. I'll eat tomorrow. I'll eat the next day. I'll go to Walmart and steal some food if I have to. I'm going to get the song out. Like, bro, nobody's going to sugarcoat nothing for you, especially in this industry. The industry that I'm in is grimy, bro. It's grimy. This shit is hard. It's all about politics and popularity and money, bro. You ain't got one of those three. It's hard. That's why it's taken so long for me to pop because I'm not somebody who's going to sell out. I ain't got no tattoos on my face. I don't have no color blonde hair. I don't sing no poppy ass music. I sing real shit. I rap real shit. Everything that I rap about, I've been through, bro. I ain't rap one song that I haven't felt what, I, what you're hearing. Every single song that I've ever put out. You got I'm, higher than a dab and needed Visine? Facts. Yeah, okay. Facts. Everything that I rap, bro, I've literally been through. I've never rapped anything that I have not been through. So it's like, fam, what do you want from me? Like, I had this dude back home who had this fucking obsession with me, bro. And it's like, it's like an envy, jealousy, friend thing. Like, I want to be you, but I know I can't be you. Yeah. So I'm going to try to be your friend. But secretly, I don't like you. Well, that's that's common though. People don't like it's the crabs in the bucket mentality. People don't like to see someone I'm the next bucket, to them bro. going up. I'm the bucket. 
Fuck that. I'm the bucket. Y'all the crabs. The crabs are in your world. I'm the bucket. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. I'm not in competition with nobody, bro. I've never felt jealous of nobody's talent. Yeah. I'm I'm the first person to be like, bro, that song was fire. Hey, that, sh that shit was fire. But you get to the point to where you give too many people compliments and they don't give you shit back. So it's like, fam, you want my respect, but you ain't earned it. You ain't showing me no love, but you want my respect, fam. Like, I, back home, before I moved out here, I thought these shows called Good Vibes. And they were local showcase shows. I put my own money into this shit. Yeah. First show, I, I was negative $850. Second show, I was negative $400. And then after that, I started making money. 10 artists, 12 artists, 15 artists, singers, rappers. I, I rented the synthesizer microphones. I rented the speakers. I, I rented the DJ, paid the DJ $250. I booked everything. I made the flyers I, or, I, or I went out to have somebody else make the flyers. I did all that shit. Bro, my shows were sold out. First show, sold out. Second show, 250 people. Third show, sold out, sold out, sold out. I've done seven of them, bro, back home. Damn. Seven shows, good vibes. If you from Missouri, you know. Like, they know. Like, back home in my city, I was that nigga. And I'm not saying to be like cocky. Like, there's not one person in where where I'm from in Columbia, Missouri, that can say Bentley ain't professional. His shit ain't right. Everybody knows because I move on that standard and I put the shows together on that standard. There was only one fight, and in all of my shows, there was only one fight. And the people that own the venue said, "We're gonna let y'all fight. Y'all got five minutes." Yeah, they let them fight. Some but, people would just wish there's enough people at their shows to have a fight. <laughs> facts, bro. I'm talking about full. I'll, when we get off, I'll show you. Yeah. But like, matter of fact. Watch the road. I saw sometime. some uh, clips on the the OVO freestyle. You put a bunch yeah. of like, clips of you yeah. performing and full stuff. full shows. First show I threw, I did it like that because I wasn't, I didn't have no no clout. I had no nobody was. Gonna, I wasn't gonna fill out a whole place by myself. No, nobody was fucking with me. So I said I'm gonna do ten people in this show. Now all y'all wow. fans can come. And on top of it, it's, it's like the thing to do because back where I'm from, there's not much to do. So, oh, what's this show? I ain't never seen. Yeah, we going, we going. Yeah, let's go. Popping. Next one, popping. After smart. the second one, I got a reputation now. I remember to this day, bro, I was working at... Uh, on the on any flyers and promotions, did you make them say, sponsored by Fuego Bentley? Bro, <laughs> my name was the same size font as every other artist. Nice. It wasn't no Fuego Bentley show featuring. Yeah. It was my name next to this person's name. It's same font, Man, bro. We the same level. Yeah. It's my show, but we the same level. I got the same yeah. amount of time on stage as you. You get 15 minutes, you get 15 minutes, I get 15 That's minutes. That's because you're confident in your ability to do your I know thing. when I get on stage, they're yeah. going to be like... 100%. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when I when I started throwing those shows, I was at Lowe's. This dude was working there. He was like, bro, hey, I'm, I go to Mizzou. Hey, man, what, what's the to-do out here? I was like, oh, man, really? No shit. <laughs> and he's like, oh, man, I've been hearing about these good vibe shows. I'm trying to get on them, bro. I'm, I'm trying to get on them, da-da-da-da. Whole time, I'm like... <laughs> Their minds. Yeah. He don't even know that I throw these shows. Wow. But he's bugging. Like, bro, these shows are so fire. I'm trying to get my boy on them. I hear they like the live. And you're just and I'm sitting there like, here, hey. Like <laughs> and I was like, bro, I think I can get you uh get your boy on. Uh he was like, How? you know the dude? I was like, bro, it's me. <laughs> and like that moment, I felt so confident. So what did he do? Did he pass out? No, he was just like, bro, for real? <laughs> yo, yo. And he was just What would you have done if he just projectile vomited right there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the swing. I'm at the swing for Oh my bad. Okay. Reflex, reflex. <laughs> but uh so I put this boy in the show. He was from St. Louis named Tino. It was it was a dope him and our shot goods. It was dope, bro. And I, I threw these shows and after the third and fourth one, I became like that guy because now I have popularity and now i have i've always been like decently popular because i used to throw parties and shit but now i have something you want mm -hmm. i want to be in your show yeah. you know your show's pop you you're got value i have value right so in that stage of my life i was the guy yeah. and i would have people who didn't like me want to like me because they want to be in my shows i put them in my shows still talk shit about me it get back to me and i'm like whatever yeah but now 
I'm in Arizona. I don't, I'm not popular, bro. Don't nobody know People me. People don't talk shit to second place. Facts. And I'm not finna be mad that you feel away because I know that if I put on my song and I put on your song, we both know what's going to happen. But now that I'm out here, I don't have no popularity. I don't have the, I don't have the money, the popularity, or the clout, or none of that shit. I don't be at the bars. I mean, nobody does now, but I don't be at the bars, none of that shit. So the industry that I'm in, it's all about that popularity. It's all about how much money you have, and it's all about who you know. Well, when you don't know nobody, and you ain't got no popularity, you're not doing shit for clout. You're not doing none of the fuck shit. You're not um, selling your soul for the, for the, for the, for the fame. You you got to work harder, longer. You know what I'm saying? You could be the most talented person in the room, but Michael Jordan might just have the end. You might be better than Michael Jordan, but Michael Jordan just might have the end, and he going to be the one. You you could be killing Michael Jordan, and nobody knows but you and Michael Jordan, but Michael Jordan might have the end because he, he knows this person, he knows this person, he can go to college, you can't go to college. So it's like all about who you know, but this industry's so fucking fickle, bro, mm-hmm. and it's like teaching people how to move in this industry, it's a full-time job because so many people think it's just about you put out a song, and then you go viral. Or you do some fuck shit, you go viral, now you get a record deal. The worst thing you can do is get a record deal off of going viral. The worst thing. It's absolute suicide. This is how it works. You go viral, your song pops, you get two million views on your song by yourself. You got so much leverage at that moment, you don't even know. But you're like, bro, I want a deal. I want to I wanna flex on all the haters. I want that like $100,000 bag they're going to give me. I want that advance. So you sign a deal. They give you a three-album deal or a four-album deal for $1.5 million. So four albums, what's that? 400,000 albums, something like that. I'm bad at math. So each album, you got a, a, a certain budget. That first album you put out better be good. But it probably won't be. Yeah. Because you're new. Yeah. Right? You don't know shit. You get that advance. You spend Shout all- out Lil Nas X. <laughs> <laughs> you get that advance. You spend all of it. You get the chain. You get the car. You got your boys because you're 18 probably. So you got your entourage. They're, they're staying with you and they ain't got no job. They're not, they're not helping. They're yeah. not being like, yo, I want to be your videographer. I want to be your manager. I want to give you value. They're they just, just want to be there, right? Yeah. So now you're, you're paying for everybody. You're paying for, fan, for friends now. Even though you weren't paying them before. But now you're paying for everything because you got it now. Mm. They think you're rich. Then you blow all your money. Now you got to pay for studio time. You got to pay for tour shit. You got to pay for everything that you need to be a musician. You got to pay for beats, features, all that shit. And if the label pays for it for you, you owe them. So they can be like, oh, no, we got the features. Don't worry about it. Bet. Man, that motherfucking feature might be 50 racks, 100 racks, 20 racks. That shit adds up. Now you owe them money. Then when you come down to your second album, you're not popping. So they shelf you. And you can't put out no music because they're like, yo, you know what? I think we need to put out a single. You need to get your buzz up. Oh, I think you need to do something wild on Instagram right now. Make, make sure you get, get in the news. Go walk around naked or some shit. That's why you see all these young dudes just wilding out. They're trying to stay relevant. And it's mm-hmm. just like a fucking circus, bro. And it's like, if you don't know this, and it's, it's the worst thing you do is sign that deal because now you, they own you, bro. They own your name. Whatever your name. Say your name's Lil Skittles, right? Mm-hmm. Lil Skittles got 2 million views by himself. Signed a deal. Three years later, Lil Skittles is uh, Lil Xan. You know who Lil Xan is? <laughs> yeah. Lil Skittles can't put out shit now. Cause the label got his shit like this, mm. bro. I want to put out an album. I hate my label, bro. I hate my label. And you, and a lot of labels, you can't even get the features you want unless that label's got the artist on the label or they're because you got to work out who's getting paid what. So you could be like, yo, my best friends, uh, Josh, whatever. I can't do a song with you now. Mm. If we do it, we can't put it out because they'll take it down because your label didn't approve that shit. It's slavery, bro. Yeah, they pay you money to be a fucking slave then they take your masters and your masters is how you eat forever because you're not gonna be a rapper till you're 85 you're gonna rap for five years 
Mm. If you're lucky. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You ain't going to be Jay-Z or Drake or Kanye and lucky to be in the game for a long time. You're probably going to be in the game for five years. Probably less if you're young and you don't know shit, right? You're getting fucked. Yeah. No lubricant. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. Then now you have all this music that you can't make no money off of because, boom, they own all of it. Now you're broke. Now you sitting here begging for now you're doing fucking charming you're that commercials. Dude from, uh, you're that dude from uh Pulp Fiction. Facts. Raped bro. in the ass. Facts. <laughs> now you sitting here stupid, dumb. Like, why did I do that? Uh, they stole all my money. Or you sign a 360 deal and they own you, right? So now your little Skittles and Nautica and Sprite and Old Navy, they want to sign you. They want to give you like a million dollars to like market their shit. The label gets a lot of that. Mm. It has nothing to do with music at this point. Damn. They get everything, bruh. They're like, I, it's I bought like a an book. Agent. I bought a, a book when I was eighteen. It was like music industry for dummies. Okay, bro, that shit taught me so much, bro. Yeah, yeah. I still got it to this day, sitting next to my Bible, bro. Like it's so much information, but that's it, symbolic. It's sitting next to your Bible. It's basically your Bible, bro. God protect me all the time, bro. It's just one of those things where you got all this information and nobody looks for it, and then you mad that it happened. Yeah, like, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Like, the best thing you can do as a musician is, like, for me, I thought, okay, I'm going to do some some Mizzou songs. So I did a Mizzou volleyball song, and I did a Mizzou football song. Okay. And I was like, it'll get the white crowd. Yeah. That, that, that's <laughs> okay. what I thought. The white people will start listening. <laughs> Bro, you go to a fucking concert. It ain't black people there. Yeah. I mean, there's just, black people there, but the majority is white have people. have a country artist there, and they're all going to show up. Facts, bro. Hey, country, Especially country, in Kansas and Missouri. Country shows are wild, bro. Yeah? Yeah, they're wild. Um, You ever go to Hot Country Nights at KC, P&L, Power and Light? Mm, I've been to Power and Light, but I haven't been there. Mm, Thursday nights. I haven't been in a few years, but yeah. back when I was there in like 2013. Yeah. I've been to Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. And it cracks. They, they 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 get it down down there, but <laughs> I met a few girls from Nashville, Tennessee. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different story. I'm 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 wiped up now, but yeah. Are you? You have a wife? Nah, I got a girlfriend, but I'm wiped up like you know. Yeah. I'm I'm faithful. Okay, <laughs> is that good for the brand? <laughs> I don't know. We talk about it all the time because she's like she's like maybe you shouldn't post me so much on Instagram because I know probably there's females that follow you. And I'm like, bro, trust me, I already know. Yeah, I've had so many people unfollow me since I started being with you like really yeah just it's it, i don't care but it's just one of those things that people want that facade it's of like fake friends or just you know as like say a woman follows chris brown and then chris brown gets a relationship she's like mad that chris the 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 mirage oh, of yeah. she can have him is gone so then she's like i'm unfollowing him yeah people are weird it, i don't care which is ironic because i feel like sometimes and this is like a thing right if you're in a relationship it seems like women want you more everywhere you go right it's weird bro like this is the first time in my life that people have respected that I'm in a relationship and I've never really been in a real relationship. It's like my first real relationship, but mm. I've had nothing but respect. I've had a few stranglers try to like, but you know, I block them. Yeah. But for the most part, bro, every female that follows me on my page is like, Oh my God, she's so pretty. Oh, she's all oh, da, da, da. I get, and it could be fake, but either way it's like, yeah. it's, I get the respect. I'm not at that level of fame though, where there's like 200,000 people following me. Yeah. And what does it take? So what what take what does it take for you to get to that next level? Because like it seems like, at least the people I've talked to before who are rappers or musicians or want to be artists, right? Uh, people who try to create music, uh, and some people who talk about creating music and never created. Mm -hmm. All of them, it sounds like 
yeah, I just got to get one song to pop off. I got to go viral. But you're different because literally you just went on a rant how that's not the right strategy and you wouldn't want that. And so it seems No, no, like the right... I, what, I'm, what I was saying was the right strategy isn't to try to... Like if you have one song that's already doing good to try to sign to somebody, mm. that's not the right strategy. Got it. Having one song that's doing good is great. Put out another one. Mm -hmm. duplicate what you just did and just keep doing that but what i was saying was don't sign a no label or don't sign to someone who's kind of a lip because what happens is when you do kind of good there's like these little labels they're not even really big labels they're like two thousand followers a thousand followers yeah. yo we want we want to sign you they're not even to me they're not even a label if you're not sony umg yeah. if you're not universal atlantic def jam yo, Island, i'll sign you to raw dating advice right now <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> give me everything you do <laughs> if you're not none of the major labels that i know you're not a label to me mm -hmm. unless you're like empire which is like uh for, for independent artists or distribution whatever shit like that if you're if you have credentials then that's one thing but a lot of little labels will try to sign someone who has decent talent and then you fucking around like they might give you like oh we'll give you a four thousand dollar advance or some shit well you ain't got no money you're like oh, i bet especially if you're $4, young thousand dollars bro you'd be rent. surprised <laughs> you'd be surprised how I many people just bite on shit bro but what i'm saying is don't sign as something if you have something good just keep having something good yeah. but one song away for me is like my my mantra like i'm one song away because it's the real it's, it's real it's real talk like if if somebody today if i became famous off one song today i'm good Cause I got sixty something songs on my Spotify. Yeah, somebody got content. If yeah. I have no songs, then it's like designer, True. Penda, Penda, Penda. <laughs> like, Yo, where's the rest of the music? That's all I got. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I got. That's all I got. I got bros in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, dude. So I got a question for you. How do you tell someone? And this is not about you, because your music is obviously really good. How you right? tell someone that shit's not good? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Because I'm not a dream killer. I'll tell someone, keep working. Mm -hmm. That beat's dope. I like the way you came on that song. But I'm big on not telling someone they're trash because at one point we're all trash at something. Yeah. So, but I mean, if you're but if you're my boy though, this is the thing. So like when I was growing up, me and my uh, my what, best. What if this is, all right, so I don't, I, I want you to tell your story. Right. <laughs> Sorry to cut you off. No, you good. What if it is a guy who is in his head so in his head to where he's like i know i'm good it's the shit and you're like whoa what when can we turn this off and you talking about a bunch of takashis <laughs> and then you try to and here's the thing i do the same thing i try to point out the good things and not necessarily be a dream killer like yeah, you yeah, said yeah, yeah right but at the same time if they're so caught up in themselves they're never gonna see any downsides you know they're not gonna be willing to admit it yeah okay so being able to take there's there, there's constructive criticism and then there's just opinions mm. and I, when i was growing up starting i hated people who gave me just their opinion but didn't actually do what i did because then it just felt like not really like you're hating on me but you're not giving me anything to fix you're just telling me you don't like it mm. which to me isn't constructive criticism at all it's just you tell me you don't like it which is cool you don't have to like my shit Constructive criticism would be, hey, this is da 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 da, but I think you could fix da 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 da. I got a friend named Brendan, and he's like one of the only people I really ask what he thinks mm -hmm. when I want to know, not trying to stroke my ego type shit. Like, yo, what do you think? Because he'll straight up be like, that verse is fire, hooks kind of trash. I think you should sing that differently. Your hooks are starting to sound the same. I think you should try to do this. Because mm -hmm. the thing is, when you write as much as someone like me writes, you start to sound the same. 
and you can't be mad at someone telling you you starting to sound the same because it's it's natural i wrote over a thousand songs bro i've recorded over 200 something songs so so is that a, a bad thing to sound the same it's not a bad thing but you should always to me i feel like you shouldn't sound your hooks so he's not saying i sound the same He's saying the hooks are starting to sound the same mm. because you get into a rhythm of how you write stuff. Yeah. And that can be a bad thing because you're losing people's attention. You want to always be trying to impress somebody. Pattern interrupt. Yeah, yeah. And if I'm putting out a song, I'm like, check this out. Yeah. If that hook sounds just like this hook I just did on this song, eventually you'll get sick of my voice. Mm. I got to be doing something to make you go, ooh, yeah. hey. <laughs> so that's what he was saying. Everybody eventually got sick of Neo because every song was the same. <laughs> Neo used to be a songwriter for a lot of people. Really? And then eventually said, fuck this. I'm tired of being in the shadows. I'm about to come out. So then he started being a musician. I did this, mm. I, I did some research on him. But yeah, sometimes. And it's now like, he's a judge on that dancing show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what My girl loves that. Is it a world dance or something? World of yeah, Dance. Yeah, yeah, I like Nelly's, that show only hey, because my girl makes me watch it. Now I like, like it because like Young Swivel's on there. Nelly. Really? Yeah, yeah. St. Louis. When I was growing up, bro, Nelly was the guy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Nelly was the guy. That was that was like OG third grade, Bruh. you know, shout out. Nelly was the one, bro. Every, every, everybody, even if like, there's this whole like Kansas city, St. Louis rival, but no matter where you're from in Missouri, bro, Nelly was the one. Cause yeah. he was the one that put like Missouri on the map type shit. Yeah. Like, he was. I had guy. a, my stepmom lived in St. Louis. And so whenever we'd go over there, I think we went to a restaurant where Nelly like was uh, there. He was a picture that he was there. I was like, Oh shit. Bruh. Nelly was here. My boy Des, uh, he actually lives in LA. Uh, he just he signed. Yeah, I ain't gonna put his business out there, but he works for yeah. Warner now, right? Like the record label. And has it been long enough to where uh, someone else can put a band aid on their cheek and nah, okay. nobody, nobody could do that. <laughs> okay. Uh, but he he was at dinner with Nelly, and he Facetimed me. Damn. Yeah. So now like, Nelly has seen you. Let's well, he <laughs> he did one of those things where you know you pull the phone out and you kind of just hey hey hey. Oh, okay. He did one of those. Yeah. He, he did it. He was at Chris Brown's house one time. You should have just too. been like, put it on speakerphone and then you start rapping. Bruh. <laughs> he was at dinner with like Nelly, uh, uh, Amon Shumpert, and uh, Tiana Taylor. Damn. And he was like, yo, bro, I'm at dinner with Nelly. Yo, 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 yo. Yo, I'm at dinner with Nelly. <laughs> bro. It was like when he first started like seeing like famous people. And I was like, bro, for real? I was like, flip the camera around. If, if I don't see it, it ain't real. I was like, bro, I'm at dinner with Nelly. <laughs> yo, I'm going to call you back. Click. And then he did the same thing. He went to Chris Brown's house, right? Yeah. And he, Chris Brown had these parties and shit. And how does he keep going there? Is he actually friends with them? He's in the like he he works for Warner. Oh damn. He works for uh, like record label. He's he's in the industry. Damn. Uh, he's the only person I know in the industry. Okay. That's my boy. We got some shit lined up though. But he was at Chris Brown's party because he, you know, he knows people now. Yeah. So the second time he went, he was in the house. And he was like, bro, I'm at Chris Brown's house. I was like, nigga, lying. Because he was never showing me. Like, one time he saw uh, Kanye West at the gym. Yeah. He, and he didn't show me. And I was like, bro, I don't believe it. And <laughs> the next time he's like, yo, I'm at the, I'm at the bowling alley. There's Wiz Khalifa right here. I was like, man, show me, bro. So he flipped it over. I was like, oh, okay, bet. Yeah. So then he was at Chris Brown's house. And I was like, bro, show me. I want to see. And he shows me a Lamborghini in the in the living room, and I was like, yeah. "Okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> all right, man, for sure." <laughs> yeah, I recognize that from that that one music video yeah. where they were switching bodies and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, dude, I actually, what do you think of uh, Lil Uzi Vert? I think a lot of people took Lil Uzi Vert's style. I'm not the biggest Lil Uzi Vert fan, but I think a lot yeah. of people took that. Dun 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 dun. dun. Yeah. 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 What was his story? How did he come up? How did he get big? 
I don't even know. I remember when I first found out about him, he just was putting out videos, and everybody was like, Lil Uzi Vert's the next, the next thing. And that style, like I just said, it was like new-ish. And, he, and everybody just started like gravitating towards him. Kind of like how Young Thug's style was so different when he first came out. You didn't know if you liked him or not. You couldn't really tell what he was saying. Same thing with Future. He was like, I don't know if I like him or if I like him. Yeah. The beat's fire. I definitely you, don't like Future. You don't like Future? <laughs> nah. I... I can't listen to a lot of future, but I fuck with future. Uh, so I'll just play Spotify and, and I'll just kind of let it run in the background. So mm. it's like random. I feel like uh, I I enjoy music better when I'm not in control of what's next. I just want yeah. it to roll. Yeah, look, you like, know? Play, like playlists and shit. Yeah. yeah for, and for sure. uh, I, I kept hearing this voice and I was like, man, this guy's on every song and I fucking hate that guy's songs. Future. <laughs> and then I found out it was Future. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Future, come in real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, funny story about Lil Uzi Vert. And I don't think I've told this on the on the podcast yet, but uh, I was in dental school in 2014 and 2015. So like summer of after my first year of dental school. Mm -hmm. You got so nice teeth, by the way. Uh, yeah, thanks, man. I had braces <laughs> yeah, three thanks, times. Hey, 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 three, third time's a charm. <laughs> yeah, third time was a charm. It stuck around this time. Hey, that's straight. Funny. <laughs> I wear my retainer every night. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I was in Vegas. And this is like 2015 summer. Uh, and I was staying at the SLS and it was me and three girls from my dental school class. And at the time, I'm really into like getting good at picking up chicks. And I just happened to be in dental school. And this yeah. is like right before I drop out to become a dating coach, right? Yeah. And so I'm literally in Vegas. Me and three girls were staying at a room in the SLS. We see Lamar Odom that week. And Lamar Odom had his little stroke like literally the next week oh, in shit. Vegas. And yeah. we saw him at the pool at the SLS. Uh, anyways, Lamar Odom was there. And then we're going down the first night we get there uh and here's the thing you already know little uzi verts in the in the story and this is before he blew up because he blew mm. up like the next year right and so uh uh yeah so we're any anyways we're like on the seventh floor girls are getting ready i'm like sipping liquids because you know it takes them an hour to get ready it takes me 15 minutes to get ready right <laughs> but it, this, hey look i'm gonna tell you something now that i have a female it's a uh... You gotta just accept it. Yeah, it's, you get they, used to it. They put so much work into that, bro. Yeah, they do. I, uh, yeah, I guess you being in a relationship myself, it's one of those things I just eventually you just got used to. It. Yeah, you see how much they put into you it. You just plan for it. Yeah. Um, well, anyways, uh, we get finally get ready, and we're about to go to the club, go into the elevator, and I grab the elevator first, and so the girls catch up to me. So the elevator opens, and there's a short. Uh, short black man. It was Lil Uzi Vert, and he looked like someone who was trying to be a rapper. He looks like Lil Uzi Vert, right? And I didn't know who he was. He was just—he looked like he was just riding up and down the elevator. Mm. He looked like he was just hanging out. Mm. Okay, and nobody's in the elevator but him. So I get in, and then the girls come on last second, and it's silent. And he's just standing there. He's like, "What floor are you guys going to? We're going down on the first floor." He goes, "Okay, cool." Like he was just fucking riding the elevator, <laughs> and. uh it's silent, and then we're about halfway down, and I look at him, and I go, yo, are you a rapper? And he goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, what's your rap name? Have You think I've heard one of your songs before? Uh, and he, he named his song, uh, and I was like, yeah, I haven't heard that. What's your rap name? He goes, Uzi. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh, okay, cool. He goes, you guys all together? I said, yeah. <laughs> he goes, I'm actually opening up for Wiz tonight. You guys want to come smoke with us before the show? And I said, are you serious? And then as soon as I said that, all three girls go, oh, yeah, what's going on? The door opens. He scurries off, bro. Bruh. Yeah. Bruh. Hey, that's funny as hell. So he was, like, was he like scared or something? Or what? They were like, they went from 
just kind of not talking to him, just so like kind of groupie. like just being chill to being all up on his fucking in his fucking grill. And mm. they're surrounding him. It's three at once. He's a short guy. He probably just got little man mm. syndrome and ran off. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, what's funny is um, that's funny as hell. I met Young Thug at Walmart. Really? Young Thug's about three inches taller than you. He's like six three. How tall are you? Six one? Six three. Yo, you six three? Yeah. Same height as you probably. Um, I was working at Domino's at the time. It was like a late shift. I was like two AM. And uh him and Twenty One Savage had a tour in Tempe. I'm trying to grab some like waffles. I don't know what I was grabbing. <clears throat> I'm in my Domino's uniform, tired as hell. I'm looking, I'm looking. I'm like, man, I don't know. Do I want do I want waffles or do I want pizza? I want pizza. I want waffles. Hey, you young thug? That's how I said it. <laughs> Just like that. Yeah. He drops what he was doing and ran. <laughs> it's it's him and this little dude with a box. They're put, put, putting shit in the box for the for the tour bus. And as I'm like talking to myself about what I want to eat, I just look over and I'm like, I had to do the rapper check. He had hella ice. Like boom, boom, boom. Blah. Yeah. It was bling blow. You know what I'm saying? Super clear. VVS everything. And I was <laughs> like, that's like a comic book version. I just imagine you like as soon as you saw him, his bling went bling blow. It did though because I didn't notice his bling first. I noticed okay. he was tall and he looked like a rapper. Then I said, "Say young thug," and then I said, "Boom, boom, boom, boom." It was like boom, 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 boom. <laughs> like, oh shit! And I went from like chill to like, "Yo, you young thug!" Like I ran up on him, kinda. He probably thought someone was gonna jump his ass. Facts. So he ran, and I was like, "Okay." He's like, "I'm out here with this fancy ass jewelry. I ain't getting jumped today." He probably had a meal on him in jewelry. And I was like, okay. Was he by himself? No, he's with the, the little dude, and he had a uh, like a bodyguard. Okay. I didn't see the bodyguard till later because after that happened, I was like, uh, whatever. Grab my shit. As I'm walking, I see him walking towards me with this big white dude. And as I was about to go, I was about to go, hey, bro, my bad. Because I realized, like, I think I was super aggressive, but yeah. I was just, it didn't hit me. I was like, yo, my, I was going to say, my bad, bro, is it cool if I get a picture with you? If not, it's all good. Like, it's two in the morning. I'm tired. I, I did a 12 hour shift, bro. I could have cared less. I'm not a super big young thug yeah. fan, anyway. Were you wondered. wearing a Domino's shirt, bro? I was full Domino's out. Okay, I was you're, like, you're clearly not going to jump this man if you're. I mean, you never Domino's know, though. You never know. You <laughs> never know. I'm not famous, but I can imagine they get yeah. this shit all the time. Okay, so I was like, I must apologize to him first and see if he wants to flick one up for the gram. You know what I mean, bro? His man or the bodyguard put his fit, his hand, big ass dude too. Like I picked my battles. I'm not finna swing, but he was like, he put his hand in my face. Was like, not right now, buddy. And they just yeah. dip off. And I was Damn. like, man, you supposed to be thugging. This yeah. a bitch. <laughs> I was like, bro, I'm not finna hurt you. You got yeah. three people with you. I'm this little, I'm five nine, bro. I'm like, bro, I just wanna see if you young thug. Cause if you are young thug, <laughs> Let's get a pic real quick. Yeah. Bro, that was the first time I, I really met a celebrity and, and buzzed. And yeah. then when I came out here, I met a couple people out in LA. And my boy Barn was like, bro, you got to stop uh, spazzing, fam. Because <laughs> the thing is, when you meet famous. Constructive criticism. Someone had to say it. <laughs> yeah. He's like, when you meet famous people, you got to talk to them like um, they're not famous. That way you can be like, hey, what's up? I'm boom, boom, boom. Next time they see you, they'll say, and if you see him again, say the same thing. And then by the time they see you enough, they'll be like, yo, what's up, Fuego? Instead of, hey, can I get a picture? So I was like, you're right. I should probably stop spazzing. Yeah. I should probably stop spazzing. <laughs> it's hard because you're like, it is hard. oh, shit. Yeah. But. Sometimes you like when I get in those moments, sometimes I like overthink everything I say and I try mm. to be chill. Mm -hmm. uh, I 
I feel like I've subconsciously always kind of known that, like you don't want to spaz in front of them. Mm -hmm. um, but well, I guess I've never, I think I probably learned that going to KU basketball camp every year because the basketball players, they walk around and they're celebrities on that yeah. campus. The only time know? I was really chill was when I graduated. We had Cedric the Entertainer at our lock-in because mm -hmm. his daughter, TT, went to my school. Okay. And uh, it was like. Did he pass away? Mm -mm. No, that was Bernie Mac. Yeah, yeah. That's Bernie. Rest in peace to Bernie Mac. Yeah. Yeah. That was unfortunate. Yeah. Now I'm now I'm like deathly afraid of the word pneumonia ever since Bernie Mac. Yeah, bro. It's like it's weird, man. You gotta live your life to the fullest, man, and appreciate what you got. Cause it's a blessing being alive every day, bro. Yeah. It really is. It's a blessing. We just, me and my girls talking about this last night. And I talked about it with Jay too. It's just a blessing being able to say I'm alive. I'm not homeless. I got people that care about me. I got food. I'm breathing. I'm healthy. All that stuff, bro. So yeah, definitely got to check yourself sometimes when you're like, I don't. Oh, man, I don't. I could complain all day about what I don't got. But then if I say all the things I do have, it's like, I'm actually, like, doing pretty good. You know what I'm saying? You you know it's Phoenix. You step outside, bum here, bum here, bum here. You know? Yep. You got to be thankful what you got, man. 100%. These people are just sleeping in the, in the, in the cold. And we got this. Ah, oh, I'm hot. I'm turning the air on. Oh, I'm hungry. Yeah. I'm going to go to the fridge. I want to go to the gym. I'm going to get in my car. Oh, I'm going on vacation. I'm going to save up. Blessings. You know? Mm. Yeah. Blessings on blessings. Thanks, bro. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I think being around homeless people, which I wasn't when I was in Scottsdale, but when I moved here. Yeah. It's bad, bro. It's bad. And it made me depressed for like a solid two weeks because mm -hmm. I, I just wasn't used to being around it. A lot and of I, destitution, man. And I think that's when my I started getting a lot of anxiety. Like yeah. I have a I have bad anxiety, and it's just I never had real anxiety until like the last couple of years. Yeah. And it's because I'm like constantly seeing this, mm -hmm. and I'm like I don't want to end up there. I got to do whatever I can to never end up there. You know, and it's right. You got to be grateful. And I feel like I haven't felt real gratitude until I experienced the shit that I don't want, mm -hmm. which is weird because it's like I get anxiety, but I also now have the ability to actually feel grateful for what I do yeah, have. I get bad anxiety, too. It's, it's, really? Yeah, I do. It's it's funny because, like, you got to learn how to deal with it and learn how to deal with it. How do you it. deal with it? I pray. I breathe deeply. I try to relax. I try to put on. I, like, remember I told you I listen to a lot of different music. Mm -hmm. And the first thing I, I named off. Subliminally, I, I named off Selena. No, no, I, Opus Twenty. Okay, by Dustin O'Halloran. That's like the most calmest music that you could ever play on Spotify, and I use that sometimes to calm me down. I pray real quick, Sorry. and then I put on that music, and I just kind of chill, and I just kind of let it take me away, and I try not to stress about whatever I'm stressing about because sometimes people don't know how it works, you know? Like, why you got anxiety? Uh, don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but. Yeah, it's it's bad out here. Sometimes you gotta really just um, be happy. It's hard sometimes being happy. It's it's like actively and aggressively trying to be happy. You know? Yeah, hundred percent. It's a daily grind. Yeah, bro, for yeah. sure. Anyways, dude. Well, uh, you want to shout out anything you got going on uh, for the people who are listening to us? I dribbled a little bit. <laughs> um, you gotta dribble. You're a hooper. Facts. Uh, let's see. Well, right now I got a song called Aquafina. I just put out a couple weeks ago on my brother's birthday. That one's um, more of like a chill song, right? Yeah, it's a real like vibey song. Mm. 
um, that just came out. You definitely have the, like I've noticed that you have vibey songs. You got a good handful of those and then you got a good handful of ones that go hard. Yeah. Uh, and I'll be honest, the one of my favorite ones, because we talked about it several times, OVO, mm. Freestyle, yeah. which are you allowed to put that on Spotify with that name? It's uh, probably why it's not there, huh? Mm-mm. I wish. Yeah. I really wish. Um, but yeah, just go to my Spotify page, uh, Fuego Bentley. Um, a lot of music on Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube. Working on an album right now. Um, yeah, just right now, just trying to be happy with my life. So I took a little break from music and kind of just allowed myself to feel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I can feel it. Just be looking at your Instagram story and you're kind of just, that's the thing is you watch your Instagram story. People probably don't gather that you're a rapper a lot of the times because you're giving inspirational, you know, rants. You're talking about the food you're cooking. Yeah. You're talking about different things, which is really cool. You know, can't be put in a box, bro. Like You can't just tell me to be a rapper. I'm going to be me. And me is a lot of things. Yeah. I cut hair. I cook. I, Rappers I is one of the things. One of the many things, you know, I've been blessed. So yeah, well, been, you're pretty good at podcasting too. Man, thanks, bro. Yeah. I hey, hey, you heard this it podcast here. is gonna be very, very well. You heard it here first, man. <laughs> My man got me out here. Yeah. Ah, fuck that Corona shit, man. We gonna show love. You Hell know what yeah. I'm saying? That's how we fucking do it in Kansas and Missouri. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we don't fucking do no fist bumps and bro, shit. Bro, have you noticed out here in Arizona they do this? Yeah, I, I don't even know. Now I'm like, I don't know I, what to I, do. I do. I, in Kansas and Missouri, I, it's, it's just like fucking boom, boom. 100%. But when I came out here, bro, the first thing people do is like this, and then they bump it, and, and you find yourself doing it without even trying to do it. You're just yeah. like, it's I, just, I never had awkward fucking dap ups with people bro. until I moved to Arizona, yeah, where yeah. everybody does shit differently. Everybody does things differently, but you know, yeah. the Midwest love is different. Yeah, people don't know. When I first moved here, I was super like trying to learn how to be a city boy because I'm super country and like. Showing love and waving on that shit, but it's been hard trying not to be like mean and nice, you know, like mm-hmm. trying to be myself, but not let somebody rob me because yeah. <laughs> I'm being too nice and I let my door open or some shit because, you know, it's different back home in the Midwest. It's definitely a skill that you got to learn, Yeah, you know, and I feel like I'm still like kind of coming into finding that balance. And I feel like sometimes people, they'll take advantage, but you sometimes just got to know how to put your foot down, you know, you got to learn how to be yourself but protect yourself at the same time. That's a that's a fucking that's a rap right there. Hey, yeah. I like that. Yeah. You like that? <laughs> I do. Put that in a, put that in the next song. You got to learn how to be yourself you know, and, but protect yourself. Before we cut this, I just want to tell you and you man, this is probably like telling a comedian, I want to do stand-up comedy. But I, after my talk with Jay and kind of just he, hearing his passion in person for music and the, just the creation and even yours, I was telling Chris, I was like, "Huh?" I guess it is kind of one of those things where you just decide I'm going to do it and you start rapping, right? Mm. And I didn't really get that until I talked to Jay. I was like, it's just a guy who felt like expressing himself in music form, right? And I was like, I wonder, because I've always been good at like rapping over other people's songs. Mm. I used to fucking read the lyrics to Eminem in middle school and just like try to listen to the song 50 times to try to get it, you know? And so I've always liked rapping and I wonder what my rap voice would even sound like. And that's a weird thing for me to even think about because I've never thought about that, you know? The thing about your rap voice is uh, it takes some time to find it. Okay. When I first, like if I listen to my old stuff, my voice almost sounds deeper than it does now. And I started rapping when I was like 19. Yeah. I was trying to sound deeper. Sometimes it's hard to believe that you're the same guy rapping on the song and you're just talking to your, on your story. It's more so like, 
because you got to learn the octave first mm. you got to learn how you should come on a song yeah so if i'm about to rap on a song i gotta know is it a sexy song do i need to talk like more like chill is it a hype 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 song yeah and i'm rapping told these niggas i'm gonna get it hey if i'm gonna really yeah. rap on that motherfucker or if yeah. i'm gonna be like um you know trying to seduce you know what i mean but yeah. for real just finding your voice is a task in itself because there's so many different ways you can use your voice your voice is the biggest instrument ever mm. you know what i mean there's so many things you can do with your voice so learning how to find it is just rapping on songs or singing on songs if you're a musician period you just gotta keep shooting shots it's just like being in a gym that's why i have so many songs myself i write a lot but i record a lot too and i have songs people have never heard but it's just about getting that practicing you know what i'm saying and you get better and better and better and better and you eventually listen to a song go Yo, that's me <laughs> oh shit because the song itself is raw then it gets mixed it gets uh filters and and plugins and all the extra stuff so mm -hmm. if i just served you baked chicken with no season it's protein it's what you need but it's like eh. yeah but if i barbecue that chicken and it's seasoned up properly and i put it with some mashed potatoes mm. and some carrots and some broccoli you be like yo it's a meal now you know what i'm saying well the broccoli and the carrots in the seasoning is you would be a good restaurateur because you you're all about the presentation because you Facts. take it a step further with the editing too. Facts, bro it's all about the presentation because i tell my girl this all the time if i have food in front of me and it looks gross i won't eat it mm. If it looks like shit, it probably tastes like shit. I don't care if it doesn't. That better look better than that. Are, do you like to have your food not touching? Are you one of those people? N no, I like to have my food just look good. Mm. My girl likes to mix everything in, but I like to have it like <laughs> picture ready. She's one of those, well, it all goes to the same place type I'll, of people. I'll put everything in a plate perfectly, and then she'll, as soon as I'm done taking my picture or whatever, she'll just mix it all yeah. up. Can you believe that back in the, when we were in grade school, they used to say, in the year 2000, you're gonna eat food through pills and my whole you ever heard that shit yeah. i used to think i, I don't want to take food through I, pills I thought by now we was gonna be the jetsons and cars was gonna be flying 100%. and everything was gonna be everything but we got flying cars they're called helicopters uh, and they're loud as yeah. fuck <laughs> I, there's so many things that if you look back at what we thought it was gonna be it's, it's weird but one thing i i never thought would happen is we would lose our humanity and people would not want to be around each or other or just let alone kobe i never thought that would facts happen. facts too facts bro it's that shocked weird. the world. It the did. world stood still. The yeah. day the earth stood still was when Kobe <laughs> died. Yeah, it did, man. It was a that was a an unfortunate event for sure. Yeah. It was definitely left field too when it happened. I was like, "Fuck, Kobe yeah. died." Fuck. Usually, if someone texts you that shit, you think it's a, a joke. My mom's the one who texted me that mm. shit. My mom That's said, how I knew it wasn't my mom a said, joke. I heard Kobe died. I'm like, damn. I know. I'm more of a LeBron fan, but Kobe was like a ghost. Did so you hear LeBron did a rap? like a years ago he he uploaded an instagram video of him hanging out with a, a rapper but he just put the audio because he hopped on a song it was uh -uh. just a studio session i didn't know that it was pretty good but his voice is deep on yeah, the fucking track yeah. again bro finding your voice is a task you know you ever want to rap man let me know i'll take you to the studio dude i'm so down yeah <laughs> like i just yeah. want to try it it's, it's it's all about swagging that joint or just sitting in the room and listening to people do what they do mm -hmm. that would just be fun you know yeah i forget sometimes what it's like to be you because i'm me mm -hmm. so it's like it's normal to me yeah but seeing people's face like oh shit oh I want to go to the studio. It's like, <laughs> bro, it's a Tuesday for us, but like we're used to being in the booth yeah. and rapping and all the extra stuff. But it's like people going to the gym. They're just like, oh, I'll go to the gym today. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like, bro, you go every day. Go every day, bro. It's, <laughs> yeah. like, it's normal to me. But if I took my girl to the studio, she'd be in there like, 
Oh. Is it vibey? Is it a good yeah. environment? Well, the studio we used to go to, uh, so we used to go to Salt Mine, um, but Jeff. I keep getting YouTube ads for that. Salt Mine? Yeah. I bet. Worst YouTube ads in the world because there's it's, no call to action. You don't tell me what you want me to do. It's probably because Jeff left and he was the best thing they had. Okay. But Jeff got tired and just said, I'm leaving. So I'm starting my own studio. So he's right now in the process of building his own studio. It's almost done. He said it should be done in like November or so. So, but the vibe at Salt Mine is super vibey. It's like very nice mm. couches, all the lights, ambiance and shit incense all that but i know jeff's gonna recreate that and make it his own so once he builds his studio up and it's done and you know i test it out get back in the rhythm because i haven't been in the studio since like march february march i recorded some songs at my house but i haven't been in the studio since like february march mm. this whole pandemic shit started and i haven't been in the studio so i'm a little rusty but it won't take too much time but once yeah. we get back rocking um let me know we'll take you last question here for you man yeah yeah just like basketball, you know, you play one on one with your boys, right? And it's like an ego thing. You gotta, mm -hmm. you gotta keep winning, you mm -hmm. know. Uh, and then you just years go by, you still talk shit about those days where you play one on one. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. You and Jay, one on one rap game, like celebrity death match, clayma claymation. Who wins? That's my boy, but me. <laughs> He's gonna say the same thing if you asked him the same question. I would be very interested to see that rap debate. The, the funny thing about me and Jay Rap is, debate. Yo, that's a debate. fucking good podcast idea. <laughs> rap debate. People do rap battles. Now we rap right. debate. <laughs> rap debate. The funny thing about me and Jay is uh, we're similar in so many ways, which is weird, but we're also not similar in certain, certain ways. Yeah. So when we met, I was more doing the melodic shit. And he was more of the aggressive. Yeah. Now I've done more aggressive stuff and he's done more melodic. So we've actually made each other better because now he's in his melodic bag. Because he can really sing. Now that you say that, I can see that. Yeah, he can really sing and I... I'm big on like pushing people if they have talent. Yeah. So it's like, bro, sing more, sing more. Man, I don't know. Sing more, bro, sing more. What's that? I forget the name of his song. The 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 most viewed one, the most played one on his Spotify. Uh, Starts with an I, I believe. Uh, oh shit. We gotta play your fucking song. The one you sent me. Where's my laptop? Oh shit. The fucking beat before we go. Last thing we gotta do. Oh, we gotta man. finish on this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um uh, complexion, complexion. You yeah, said, yeah. Uh, that's what you threw me off when you said yeah. with an eye. And I was I, like, I, I knew it was one word. Yeah, complexion, <laughs> complexion. Yeah, he went hard on he that. Spit beat. on that joint. Yeah, yeah, he spit on that. But joint. what's funny is like now that you say that, I think that's why I was so surprised with the OVO freestyle because I I've been listening to your Spotify and it's vibey. You got chill music. You got some musics where you get glimpses of you going in, mm -hmm. right? Like this uh, racks in the safe. You yeah. get glimpses of you going in, but on OVO freestyle. Man went in, yeah, yeah, and I think because of your natural, just like kind of I get money and never yeah. lose. Y'all play, yeah. It, it's it's different. I like the style, um, and it's you. Now that you say that, I do see that in how the comparison. Anyways, let's fucking play that that fucking this. So you're gonna rap over this, huh? Yeah, we'll see. Okay, we'll see I'm gonna I'm gonna point the the microphone down so people can hear it. Oh, I'm, I'm plugged into the headphones. <laughs> <laughs> Let me test this mic. I'm walking a million. I ain't no villain, baby. I'm walking to a million. This Bentley Coupe ain't got no sellings. Do you bad? I'm a thriller. And I ain't got no feelings for you I'm moonwalking to a million This Bentley Coupe ain't got no ceilings, baby 
Mike Jack, I'm a thriller. And I ain't got no feelings for you. It's crazy how all of a sudden they know my number. I've been going hard for 10 summers. You saying boat into my dreams until they feel the thunder. They put a bullet in his head. This is for my brother. I've been working too hard to lose my focus now. I've been chosen, time is frozen. I'm a voice for the hopeless nigga. Any beat I put a trigger on is manslaughter. Ain't had no father, but this music take me farther. Ayy, pour a glass while I listen to the Carter. Get your daughter, she obsessed. Ali Lauder, punctuation. I'm just focused on my commas. The price triple, it's inflation, skip the drama Niggas cook you like potatoes in a sauna Ay, There ain't no cold to these streets, you gotta eat There ain't no honor, flip your product I'm a product of my world Rappers begging for a verse Y'all some groupies, y'all some girls Ride your own wave, create your own wave I've been working on the low I'm too far up in my zone, forever trill Nigga, leave me the fuck alone Whoa. I'm walking to these millions This Bentley Coupe ain't got no ceilings, baby do you bad, I'm a thriller And I ain't got no feelings for you I'm walking to these millions I'm walking to these millions, baby Do you bad, I'm a uh, And I ain't got no uh. I'm walking to these millions This Bentley Coupe ain't got no ceilings, baby Do you bad, I'm a thriller And I ain't got no feelings for you Yeah, yeah I'm moonwalking to these millions This Bentley Coupe ain't got no ceilings, baby Do you bad, I'm a thriller And I ain't got no feelings for you I've been dealing with my own issues, but I still kept the trail with you, all the way down to the bone tissue. D'Angelo, tell me how does it feel to have family hit your line like they want something real? Women turn to destiny's child, can you pay my bills? Rappers dying every day, overdosing on pills, I can't believe Nipsey dead, this shit feels so real. Fresh Prince of Missouri, my uncle knows how I feel. Look, I'm getting to the banks now, this shit ain't what you think now. Won't hesitate to run a fade if you fake now I'ma blow any day now Moving militant, the skin of my color Makes me guilty before the innocence is ever discovered Bleach my skin, call it Villa Lago Rocco's modern day life, they tell me go back to Africa Like I'm from Morocco, it's crunch time like a taco But hold the pork, these pigs killing niggas Like killing niggas a sport Pass the fork, I eat the beating and I'm done Court side at the suns, stock rising like the sun Most you rappers is my sons, boy I'm old school like a game, boy Bitches, money over fame, boy I'm moonwalking to these millions This Bentley Coupe ain't got no ceilings, baby Do you bad, I'm a thriller And I ain't got no feelings for you I'm moonwalking to these millions This Bentley Coupe ain't got no ceilings, baby Do you bad, I'm a thriller And I ain't got no feelings for you Woo! Woo! And I ain't got no feelings, baby do you bad? I'm a thriller, thriller. I ain't got no feelings, baby. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit! <laughs> God damn! If I could do a standing ovation without knocking everything down, I fucking would. <laughs> My God, man, that is a hit. Thanks, bro. That's, shit, I, I haven't recorded it yet. That's actually the first time anyone's gonna hear it. You, you might not need to record that. I mean, <laughs> it, we just did it. Hey. It's recorded. Hey. hey, when that blows up. I'm going to take credit for the first recording of hey, that. There you, you go, know? bro. This is my baby. I've been sitting on it because I know and I'm going to put it And here's the thing. Out. 
you can have the footage. Hey, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna let you have that. Bro. Yeah, I'm gonna let you. Hey, you between me and you, that one. <laughs> you loyal. Yeah. You special. You yeah. smart. Hell yeah, my hey, man. I appreciate the podcast. Hey, for sure, yeah. bro. Thank you, bro. All right, guys. Peace out. Yeah. Man. Jesus, that was fire. Thanks, bro.